And welcome to Dynamo's Dozen, the podcast that I bring you each and every single week, except last week, where I'll talk about whatever may be on my mind, from pro wrestling, sports, entertainment, music, movies, musically, fresh socks and jocks, football now, and everything in between, never forgetting the football and the talk. So, this is Dynamo's Dozen, and... For the record, for any of you out there that don't know much about football, no, Ireland are not in the World Cup, but in 1990 we were. So, uh, there's a little bit of a throwback nostalgia buzz for all of you Irish football fans out there, and for all you young kids that weren't around in 1990, go back and watch tapes of it and documentaries about it, because it was unbelievable. But I am back here um, for the third episode running. in the new home of Dynamo's Dozen in WrestleMania at the top of St. Stephen's Green in Dublin's usually fair city, but it's a rainy Wednesday before the start of the World Cup. I'm here with my co-host of last three weeks, Mr. Noel Hogan. How are you, buddy? Not too bad at all. How are you? Not bad, yeah. Got a bit, got a bit soaked on the way here today. First, first bit of rain in probably two and a half weeks or no so. No harm, no harm. Can't complain. Keeps the oil and grain. Still warm. Still, Still warm. warm. Yeah. Humid, so... Uh, yeah, I suppose this is going to be a bit of a mishmash in terms of a lot of stuff to kind of get through since the, the, the kind of reason we left the last two weeks run was because there was a lot of stuff going on over the last two weeks mm. um, and you needed a week off after Liverpool uh, Champions League final, which we'll get to yeah. uh, and then obviously we had a lot of, uh, a lot of fighting uh, stuff going on then as well, so Great intro song though, isn't it? What an Great intro song, mate. Had to so do it. Good. Big so Jack. So many memories. Oh, it's crazy, isn't it? I, I listen to that song and it reminds me now of the van, the movie. Oh, stop. And it also reminds me, I remember when I was when I was <coughs> like, around 88, I used to go to the Ireland games and we always went because we got schoolboy tickets. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't so much about the football. It was great following the football, but it was actually, you always got a half day off school if you were going to the Ireland game. Right. So it was fantastic. Okay. Because the matches always kicked off early enough and you'd have to go. No, I mean, I would have been, I mean, I yeah. been a nipper there myself, but I mean, I do remember. Uh, but, a, but a story for you. Yeah, we, go for we, it. We... I was going to the matches at the time when the big inflatable bananas were a thing. I don't know if you remember. Yes, them I do not. remember the yeah, plenty of them on Bray Beach during and, the summers. All right. And um, a story for you: when we were finishing the matches at Lansdowne, everyone would be leaving with these inflatable bananas, right. and everyone used to always wonder where they ended up. But where everyone ended up actually was in the lake in the middle of UCD. Yeah. And we used to be going around that lake on these bananas like they were canoes. <laughs> yeah. And that's what happened after all these matches. So there's a throwback story. Well, do you remember in, uh, remember in Bray they had the big uh, banana boat? Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of a yeah. variation of that. Where yeah, they actually these had were one. these actual bananas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. like, lads would be going around like the Dargle River and the like, yeah, yeah. UCD oh, and all. Yeah. But like, then they had that big banana boat out yeah. in Bray. I think when the sea wasn't probably... Mm. Uh, Toxic. And, and, then, and then it got sad because the bananas went and they replaced them with palm trees and they didn't really, the inflatable didn't palm float. trees didn't have the same effect. Yeah, you didn't float, man. No. You want a banana split, yeah, not a absolutely. palm tree split, you know what I mean? That's it. Um, right, let's, uh, I suppose we should start with the weekend. Um, the very curious and strange case of one CM Punk. Um, we'd be kind of shot if we didn't talk about it. Mm. I mean, um, You've obviously seen the fight. What did you think of the whole, the whole thing? I mean, let's be honest. Well, uh, I sort of look at it in two ways, like because it's 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 kind of like I do admire a guy for trying something. Oh yeah, and for and for putting in the effort and trying. Hundred percent, yeah. But on the other side, 
I kind of want him back in wrestling. Yeah. Well, that's that's you know, his, that that's his level of expertise, isn't it? Yeah, Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, and it's 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 hard to watch it. It's hard to watch him lying on his back and a guy slamming the head off. Yeah, it is. It's it's kind of hard to watch. But for the record, that Mike Jackson lad is absolute dog shit as well. I have to say. I mean, I I probably could have went in there with no training and probably had to say had a better chance because he was absolutely yeah. Punk was really out on his feet, and I think that's why Dana. And listen, you know, I'm obviously exaggerating there, but Dana. Uh, like even said, like this guy's a, a goon. Like I yeah, mean, yeah. But you kind of you kind of know from the start. Like you can nearly tell, you can nearly tell a UFC fight nearly from the walkouts. Mm. And yeah. like you know, like when you think about it, when not to compare him to Brock Lesnar and like that, but when you look at Brock Lesnar, when Brock Lesnar's walking out to enter Sandman, he is in an absolute killing zone. Yeah, and he doesn't see any fans. No. I, th- I think that time when he fought Shane Carwin, or I think it was, he's like shoving police guards over the barrier out yeah. of his way to yeah. get to the octagon. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. And then I look at it there the other night and I'm thinking, here's CM Punk. He's almost out. playing the role. Yeah. And he's dancing around like in the wrestling again. Yeah. And he's, hand, he's fist pumping guys in the crowd mm. and he's smiling nearly and chatting the guys on the way to the octagon. And I'm thinking, you're not really serious about this. Yeah. You're not really serious about this. Like if you you know yourself, if you're walking down to a ring or walking down a knockdown, you can only imagine, like, the place and the mindset that you're in. Yeah, you're not fist pumping your buddies and you're not like no. dancing around. And to be honest, that living color as an entrance doesn't wash in the UFC. Washes in the uh, ah well, uh, not in the UFC. I suppose it's all about marketability. For but Dana White probably wants the package. You know what I mean? I know, it's, it's but like. The package that Dana White wants is not the package where you're getting slapped around. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. I mean so uh, it is a tired I mean, to, to give him. I, mean? I suppose to give him some props and uh, like again, I think the other guy, you know, he came out with a, a statement that CM Punk should just quit right now. But I think your man should too, Mike Jackson, because he's shit compared to uh, the the high level of fighter that UFC want in as well. Um, I mean, if if that was anyone else, they would have finished Punk in the, in the first round. Yeah, well, round. I mean, if, if if you compare it, it'd be like sort of me and you turning around and deciding to be quarterback of the Dolphins and going against Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. That's the reality of the yeah, situation, yeah, yeah, exactly. you know what I mean? But, and, I mean, this guy's, a, this guy's a semi-pro, so yeah. what it would be like is an amateur going in against maybe a semi-pro no, player in the league's No, but I mean, when you're talking down. about the UFC, you're talking about the elite of mixed martial arts. Oh, yeah, arts. for you're both guys, yeah, the yeah. the best fighters in the world. Yeah. There's 500 killers on the roster. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's also in a division that's murders row. Like yeah, they're all top level fighters. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. He's never gonna break into the top twenty. You know what I mean. And 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 to be honest, top looking at looking thirty, top whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. Like you look at his performance there the other night. Okay, he hung in there. Well, I thought he, he started. Okay, he landed yeah. a couple of shots. He, with, I think he got overconfident. Yeah, then. but I think he hung. I think he hung in there. He took a few. He took a few. Uh, took some hits. nice smacks. He took some good hits yeah. and he hung in there and was wobbled a couple of times. Staying but, his feet, I appreciate that. You know, the reality of it is, it's not his world. Well, you know, <coughs> you know my passion for the for the boxing game, and I've always kind of, uh, I mean, uh, better better men than me would, would would back me up on this. You know, I've heard Bisbin say it. I've heard especially Joe Rogan and um, Chael Sonnen say it. There is, um, it, there's no. MMA fighter that would have the hands that say a boxer would have you know what I mean just in terms of because it's you know it's a specialist specialist area yeah. but what I noticed with Punk as well he had absolutely no hands he was yeah. it was like like you say 
It was like a kid going into a playground yeah. and just swinging it. And when he caught one, when he caught one on the chin, it was like the excitement got to him and he just started swinging. Yeah. And I mean, fair enough, your man Mike Jackson not, the, might not be a great fighter. Yeah. But but the weird the weird thing about it is he he's in a he's in a like a top high level camp. I mean, he's training under Duke Rufus. Yeah, yeah. Who was one of the best in the game. He is, yeah. You know, he's wrestling there with Ben Askren, who's arguably the best or one of the best wrestlers ever to move into MMA. Um, you know, he he's obviously doing jiu-jitsu with the Pettits brothers, who are, yeah. who are high-level jiu-jitsu. And then you look at Anthony Pettits. Anthony Pettits has a very good stand-up game yeah. in terms of striking and stuff yeah. like that. So he's in, he's in a real high-level gym. And, and I know there's a lot of top-level toy boxers in that gym as well, you know what I mean? But, like... He's only been doing it for three years, though, or so, yeah, you know? Yeah, but when you, look, when you look at three years or you look at the first fight, and, okay, anything can happen in a first fight and mm. in a debut fight. It can mm-hmm. get to you. It can be anything, you know what I mean? But the second fight, you have to show some sort of improvement. Yeah, you know what I mean? there you was have no... To, you have to, like... You know what I mean? Like, he got onto the ground. and. Well, he took him down a couple of times, but then he just didn't know what to do there. Yeah, but also, when your man took him down as well, he was on his back, and he was just getting the head slapped off mm. himself. And, like, he wasn't moving for position. He wasn't trying to do anything from a jiu-jitsu point of view. He was just lying there and getting slapped. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, that's hard, that's hard for, like, his Mrs. AJ to yeah, be watching. it's hard for any of us to and watch, it, yeah. you know what I mean? Because we're all passionate about him and so far from a wrestling point of view. I mean, we loved him as a wrestler. He was great, and he was a breath mm. of fresh air. And arguably, you could you, you could say he is the catalyst for where WWE finds itself now in terms of the indie guys they have brought in, and the booking, and all those little changes that Triple H has made. Good he point. was that guy who went out there and said that the business needed change. Good point. What what's sad from our point of view as wrestling fans is he should really be a part of it. We well, should be seeing CM Punk versus Seth Rollins. We should be seeing CM Punk versus Vin Balor. We should be seeing all. Well, of here's this. a question for you then. You know um, that I was asked, actually. On the night, because that was the night of my birthday. Um, bar that one fight, the rest of the birthday was great. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought maybe I might be a good omen for the boy, but yeah. uh, I, I obviously wasn't. Yeah. But a couple of guys asked me, especially you know, as a former wrestler, uh, do you think that this kind of decredits CM Punk going back? And like, let's be honest here, the kayfabe isn't what it used to be. No, it doesn't in any way, shape, or form. Because if someone like a Triple H or any fighter, any wrestler in there wants to throw stones like it looks like uh, Corey Graves is right now, well then, go in and do it. Because he still went in and done it. That doesn't mean that they'd be able to slap the head off him. Do you know what I mean? I don't think Corey Graves is in any position to be questioning the credibility of CM Punk within pro wrestling. No. I mean, there's but very, as a there's fighter very, even... There's, as there's, a very, there's very few people out there in fairness, in pro wrestling, have the CV that CM Punk has. But even even you know, Corey Graves here, what I think, you know, <laughs> I mean, even 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 Corey Graves mentioned that he beat him in a fight and all this. I mean, he, and he's saying I was fighting before I got to the WWE. Well, there's no, unless it was in high school, there is no nothing to back that up either. Look, it's very easy. It's very easy to jump onto. It's very easy. Daniel to jump Bryan, onto. you see, has got in on yeah. this as well. I thought yeah. I'd let you know that, that Bryan said he would. Uh, he said he would definitely beat him. Uh, but look, it's very, Mike Jackson it's very on the floor. Easy, it's very easy for all these guys to jump into this and start saying these things. Oh no, Daniel after, Bryan said this to Mike Jackson. Yeah, no, no, I know, I know yeah. that as well. Yeah, but let's let's be honest. 
Daniel Bryan is only after coming back from a very serious layoff and a very serious injury. He's not going to be jumping into any octagon or any ring slapping the head off. Anyway. Well, here we go. Hey, at the, this is Mike Jackson. Uh, he's actually verified on Twitter. That's hilarious. Like, who the fuck are you? Uh, anyway. Hey, at Daniel Bryan. Well, he doesn't have a UFC job ever again because Dana White said sayonara. Yeah, he has been around. He's worked in media and stuff like that as well. Oh, well, yeah, maybe. So, well, look, he he see, there is there is a certain amount of credibility. Well, look, he'd know a lot more about the fighting yeah, arts I mean, than, let's, than let's say, not, you or me. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying is, in terms of him to say, like, you should uh, you should get out of the game, you know, I yeah. don't think I don't think he's be going in, is going to be going in there and beating a, uh, uh, what's his name, the guy that beat CM Hunk in the first one? Mickey uh, Gall. Mickey, well, Mickey, Mickey beat him. Beat Mike Jackson. Mickey beat Badly. Mike Jackson already. Yeah. yeah. Um, but here's what he said. Hey, at, at <laughs> WWE Daniel Bryan, don't let your mouth write a check your ass can't cash. Mm-hmm. You want to get potatoed like your mans did at UFC. Daniel Bryan just said, interesting. Yeah, that's obviously maybe Mike Jackson very, wants to get into the WWE now. Yeah, but there's very, there's very few people, there's very few people currently on the WWE roster that could conceivably step into that world. Brock Lesnar with credibility one, yeah. Brock, Brock's one but then remember even Brock went in there and you know for all his success in there as well Mir bet him in the first fight he did that Overeem, was just an inexperience put him away badly well I would but I would say though and even even he Joe was Rogan has said that yeah, 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 yeah but still like, you know, he, he doesn't he hasn't seemed to be in a rush to get back to murderers row no, but I mean, you know he I mean, did fairly bounce world. around Mike Hunt as well, though. So oh, we got to oh, no, remember that. Yeah, and he took Mike Mike Hunt's. Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt. Sorry, Mark Hunt, there we yeah. go. Shows you my inexperience, yeah. guys. But like, you know what I mean. And and forget about all the steroid talk. It doesn't mask the chin. Do you know what I mean? So, look, we'll leave Punk at that, I suppose. Yeah. Um, just hopefully he, he kind of. Well, hopefully he heals up and decides what he wants to do and then gives Vince a ring or else shows up at all in or, you know, gets back doing what he does best. Yeah, you know because, what I mean, he's, he's going to be a draw wherever some of the stuff. Swallow some of the stuff that's gone on for the last couple of years. It hasn't been pretty. There's mm. been a lot of animosity. But look, go back doing what you're good at, you know. Don't, don't decide to do it when you're 50. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Go back now while you're still there. You can still put on a show. You can say, look at Jericho. He's only 38 years yeah. old. He can still make money yeah, here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so still, like, look, if Punk showed up on Raw on Monday night after that UFC and pulled a pipe the bomb. The place would absolutely blow up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. he's, still, he's still a lot of draw value there exactly. to him. He's still a great career in wrestling. He could come in and say wanted. UFC is a work, you know? Come in and challenge Daniel Bryan. There we go. There yeah. we go. Well, listen. We'll get on to another big bit of uh, fighting news. Yeah. Um, you know, because the UFC, you know, I didn't watch the whole card, being honest with you. Um, I know some people liked it, some people didn't. Yeah. But uh, we'll get on to the big news in the boxing game, because I do have a lot of boxing fans. Um, it's official that it looks like, it looks like, it's not official, sorry, but it looks like the uh, the big super fight between Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua will happen because Deontay Wilder has basically said, all right, enough talk, all fights is in the UK, and that's fine, we'll go for the unification fight, which basically, um, with his world championship against Joshua's multiple ones, um, so it's going to be basically for the WBA, IBF and WBO championships, and basically... He's tweeted, yeah, that the $50 million offer for him to fight me next in the U.S. is still available today. I even agreed to their fight to fight Joshua next in the U.K. So, there we go. He's basically said, yeah, let's do it. He's agreed. Uh, Eddie Hearn, he's a man who wants to make money. Uh, Joshua's camp is a camp that wants to make money. So, I definitely think this fight will happen. 
And what makes it interesting for the heavyweight boxing side of things is that Fury's back now. And yeah, you actually watched Fury fight, which was, by all accounts, a shit. I, I've been talking on this show about like how boxing <coughs> is back and it's exciting. And does it, you know, does Fury it, isn't boxing, let's then, be honest. And then, and then this fight happens. Yeah, and yeah. You're yeah. there and you're going, now you've just, like the coin of phrase, now you've just set it back again. You know, well, I mean? but I do think I do think I do think Wilder and Joshua. I do think that fight has to go ahead, and the unification bill has to go yeah, ahead. Yeah, Because the fear is that if they don't do it sooner rather than later, one of them is going to take a fight, and it's going to be like the Tyson scenario where someone's going to spark one of them, and then the whole mystique around this unification belt then goes. If also, it happen. also the prime. The also, the prime is there, like because Wilder's yeah. thirty-two, prime age mm. for a heavyweight boxer. Um, Joshua even under his prime at 28 only yeah. 4 year gap big yeah. time power fucking punchers um, yeah. Yeah. both have proven that they can get into scraps too serious uh, athletes I mean Deontay Wilder everyone yeah. questioned his chin last time and yeah, we saw him fighting um, yeah I mean we saw him fighting King Kong there Cuban see, the longer, monster the longer you wait for this to happen the more chance there is that someone's going to come out and nowhere take a fight and you're going to get that Buster Douglas scenario again. Yeah. You know, where it just suddenly bang and then all of a sudden the mystique around the big fight, the unification fight is then gone. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And then, and then sort of, you get the two of them, then they get matched up after that and yeah. then it's like a watered down version of what's on the line. And Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. You it's, know? Um, so. But two amazing athletes, two amazing boxers, both can take damage, both can give out damage and it's, it's going to be a system. Well, it's I, the I best, always, it's always, best, I, in, the, it's best always, to win the heavyweight division at the yeah, moment. Yeah, I always laugh the way they get head up about where it's going to be. <clears throat> It's going to be in a boxing ring. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. It, does it really matter whether it would be in Wembley or whether it would be in Joint Stadium or whatever it is? You know what I mean? What What does it matter? The Americans are going to travel over for it. The, UA, the UK boys are all going to travel over if it's over there for Joshua. So it's going to be pretty much well, I think the same it's always. I think it's I mean? always really mattered to Joshua's camp more than anything else, um, purely because he's you know he's such a big draw in the UK. But there's is, probably more money for it to Joshua if it happened in the US because of the pay-per-view situation. Well, it would do because um, so Duante is a big pocket. draw over there and so but I think it's just but the pay-per-view business in the US is massive but Far what happens bigger. is what we find is in the UK when they come over and they do it here and because it's either on a delay or it's not bought the UK the US guys they don't tend to buy into it as a big pay-per-view thing unless it's on their home soil exactly yeah. so if I was Joshua I'd be going let's do it in the US it could be worth an extra four, five, six, seven, eight million to him, or whatever it is, yeah, because yeah. of the pay per view thing. Don't be worrying about where it is. You're stepping into a ring, get yeah. into the ring, and do your business. I agree. You know, I so agree. that would be my view. When I hear guys turn around going, "Oh, it has to be in the UK or it has to be in the US," that's nonsense. Who cares? Nonsense. Yeah, who would cares? Care, like? Yeah, I mean, let's. Uh, and then obviously, just to kind of wrap that up, we'll see. Uh, Fury will obviously be waiting in the wings then for whoever whoever wins that one, or else it could go straight into a uh, it could go straight into a rematch in America as well. So I mean, it, it will if that one I will depend. There would be a, a clause in the contract. That will be an automatic rematch, rematch because automatic anything rematch. they can do to frustrate and tell Fury to piss off, they will. Um, both camps. So. Be rightly so. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, mean, me I looked too. at that there the other night. That yeah. was an absolute debacle. You yeah. know what I mean? You hear yeah. lads talking about oh he's back and he's <coughs> that and the other. <coughs> He was three times the size, your Idiot. man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 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 they turned around beforehand and said they're giving your man four rounds. And after four rounds, he sat in the still and said, I'm done. Yeah. 
know what I mean? Yeah, and like, like, why was he saying he was done? He wasn't even like, what did he tell? He, in four rounds, he took well one uppercut. Well, don't forget, he avoided the uh, he avoided the Klitschko rematch like the plague as well. Um, I mean, it wasn't like he destroyed Klitschko in terms of absolutely put him on his arse. It was literally just out tacticked him because he was yeah. a big man. Klitschko knew he got it wrong. If there had been a rematch, I reckon within the six months, again, he could have went a different yeah, way. But even again, if you look at it, what we talked about earlier, can't you see from the walkouts again whether they're like a hundred percent? Oh yeah. Like yeah. you look at Tyson Fury coming down to the ring, and it's like he's walking into a rave, and you're there going, "You're still not in it. You're not a hundred percent back in. You've still one foot out." Yeah. You can tell because if he's if he's a hundred percent in there, he's walking out there. He's going straight to the ring. He's all business, and he's whacking your man in a round. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, it's yeah. done. You know what I, I mean? Agree. Like he's hugging your man and kissing your man. You want to get rid of all that nonsense if you're serious about being boxing at that level? Yeah. That no, I agree. Just go. Get well, we. We'll be watching that one for sure, and we'll be definitely, obviously, coming up. Definitely. If that one does go ahead, we'll, I'm sure we'll have a yeah. we'll have a podcast yeah. specifically about yeah. that and odds and stuff like that. Yep. Try and get some boxing friends on the podcast as well Absolutely. on the other end. Yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose we'll stick with the uh, the fighting arts and we'll move off the uh, we'll move off the kayfabe sports and go on to the real real deal sports. Absolutely. WWE. Um, I suppose I'll mention actually quickly because. Um, a lot of people might not be happy to hear this, but it, it's it is the case. As I said, it was my birthday Saturday. Had a busy, 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 busy two weeks. Um, didn't get to see all of the New Japan because I don't subscribe to it as well, so it's hard to kind of find the content. I will get around to watching it all. I did get to see the Jericho match, however. Um, that guy just reinvents himself. Just a quick mention about Jericho. I mean. Good Lord, coming down with the almost half-ass sting get up and yeah. you know wearing the long tights again. Even though there were there were letters, just the aggression in the man, and I mean it, it was just a great. Uh, but you can't but not love Jericho. Yeah, I mean, I was in an interview of him the other day on YouTube, and he's sitting difficult. down chatting to a guy. I think he was chatting to one of the guys from inside the rope, something like that. And he's on the couch and he's having a drink after it, and like his gut that he has now, which I think is great. Yeah, it's hanging the out the end of his shorts. He doesn't care. Well, he's you know coming off I mean? the fuzzy tour as well, it's, it's so it's just like, like yeah. you know what I mean. But he's like, he looks like he's just having the time yeah. of his life, and he's like, wine he gets better with age. Yeah, like, I'm telling you. With age. Yeah, I mean, he can still yeah. do everything he was always able yeah. to do. I mean, that to 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 work a hard match like that in Japan as well, and still be able to hang yeah. I mean I don't know how long the match was in total but it was long enough I don't know I don't but it was hard hitting from the get go so it doesn't yeah. matter how long it yeah. was you but know what I mean but that's the expectation of yeah it. I mean it's not all like they don't all have to be you know Dave yeah. Meltzer jerk off type uh, I'm sure Dave and the boys on the kick out they, they'll have done a review they will have done a review and in fairness I would say there if you want a full breakdown of all that I would yeah. recommend Dave's going on, on to uh, Dave and the boys yeah, yeah definitely get on to yeah. Dave and Dara on the, the, uh, the kick out yeah. Uh, podcasts which you can find on all yeah. good podcast providers yeah. I've been on it there was sort of conflicting there was conflicting um, their reviews in relation to Kenny and Okada wasn't there yeah I watched the I highlight can't, I can't comment well I watched I, I, watched match, a, uh, I watched a 10 minute highlight yeah. video doesn't that tell you all you need to know a 10 minute highlight video yeah. 64 matches I see Meltzer I know I give Meltzer a bit of a hard time sometimes it's not, it's not obviously I don't know the man personally but you know, I'm not into these ratings. You know that. Um, yeah. I just, um, it's not my, not my deal. Some people do like it. Don't. That's fine. But I think uh, Meltzer. I think Kenny Omega could just wrestle. You know, uh, wrestle Bambi, and it could be the worst match ever. And he'd still give I, it five I stars. I find for me, I think in 2018 and following wrestling as long as I have, I just. I find it very hard to watch a match that's an hour. 64 minutes long. It's and a just long, long but, time. but I mean, it was all and false finishes you know, as well. You know, like, I just don't like. When someone tells me it's a two out of three falls match, yeah. 
it just turns me off straight away because you just kind of know what way it's going to go. And it was a two out of three falls, was it? I think it was. Yeah. I don't think so. Wasn't it? I thought I Which only was saw the two one out of three falls. I don't know. Oh, was that the Jericho one? No, I don't think so. You know what? You could, I'm not 100% I sure. Think but it was. I think maybe it was. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. It was. Like sure, I said, I just I saw a highlight video. But either yeah. way, um, yeah. listen. One thing, absolute top, top athletes. I mean, Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh, yeah. and, and and I'll give Omega his due. We know he's not my favourite worker in the world, but yeah. he's, uh, my God, like, I mean, for what they do, their acrobatics and their, I mean, I'm a very big fan of Okada. I think Okada is, is, is definitely a very, very good worker. And I think, obviously, when you're Omega. That, when you're getting that 200% effort, you have to admire it. But I just, yeah, sometimes, yeah. sometimes I look at those 60-minute matches and I'm thinking, it's hard for uh, the layman to watch as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. You get all that in a 25 and, it, yeah. and it'll mesh it'll mean more. better. And, and it'll mean more, you know? That's just my view on it. When you see 20 million false finishes, it kind of just gets a little bit boring for me. It's kind of like, well, when's the next one going to be? Because well, you know problem, it's inevitable. The problem with the false finishes is if you get that many of them, it switches you off then. You're sort of tuned out then for the actual finish. Well, remember back in the day when false finishes were seen at WWE, they absolutely meant something. Yeah. I mean, that... Um, that finish too. I mean, we talk about long matches. We f- the finish to the Iron Man match yeah. with Brett and Sean. Yeah. I mean, you were uh, as a kid, you were watching that, yeah. and you were just waiting for Sean to tap out. But the thing in recent times, the last two out of three falls um, that I really enjoyed was that one with the Usos when they just won the two falls. That was amazing. That was that amazing. Was, that it was, was something a little bit it was different. different. And I yeah. kind of enjoyed that because you're sort of thinking, yeah. okay, they've won a fall, so the others are going to win the next fall and then it'll be the same. Yeah. But they just won the two falls, boom, and it was I'd fun. agree, yeah. It was and a, it was kind of it was, kind it was of very different. It was different. It's no. good because that can legitimately happen. You know yeah. what I mean? You just yeah. startle someone and boom, mm. that's it. Like in real fighting. Do you know what I mean? So I think it yeah. is good to mix that up. But look, kudos to uh, Omega and... Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, Okada but um, yeah so we'll get on to uh, we'll, I suppose I'll do a little preview we'll try and do a little preview of uh, Money in the Bank um, which is coming up this weekend isn't it yep. yeah this Sunday um, we'll start we'll go through the full card we'll start with um, the Bludgeon Brothers Harper and Rowan Mm. versus Gallows and Anderson. Gallows and Anderson are your two boys. You're 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 a fan. Oh, I just you know what I mean? I just Lil Gallows to me is just amazing. He's just he's phenomenal. Seems, you know they I mean? seem like the guys just, that you just want to go on the beer with too, just, aren't they? It just upsets me like the quality of what Level. You know, they're being used yeah. in there and stuff like that. They could be amazing. The level and talent you know that Gallows I mean? has, you could tell that he learned a lot yeah. from uh, Prince Albert as well. Like his time in, yeah. in the ring as a, for a big man yeah. is just and so good. And we all good. know how good Carl Anderson ah, Jesus. is, you know what I mean? But it's, yeah. you know, but it's, do you know, do you know what really, it, it nearly boils my blood to say them, they're probably going to be, is that the opening match probably, is it? Uh, is you it look, well, I mean, we don't know. They, yeah, they can obviously be sure. subject to change. But you, know, but you know, you look at that and you go, you know, and, and not to take anything away from the Bludgeon Brothers. It's, yeah, they're it's, very good too. They're decent. They the, look the part. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. Like that. But when you look at Gallows and Anderson, you know, you want them really in there against, say, Joe and Nakamura or mm. something like that, or Joe and AJ Styles. You want a real high profile match yeah. and a real proper, no one those real proper hard hitting tag team matches. I think matches, if they keep going the way they're going, though, they will. Like, they, it's just, I think they need that stable again, but either see, with you, AJ or with Ballard. But if you pair them up against two guys in a real good strong tag match, you know, you're going back, you're getting that real solid match. So, like, you know, nearly hard foundation on Bulldogs. Yeah. That's the kind of yeah, level yeah, that you're yeah, getting yeah, if you yeah, use yeah, them properly. Yeah. But it's just. You get what you get. You no, know? I would agree. Even like, I mean, that 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 rings now. That particular match to me, it just came to me. That rings of like, you know, a demolition versus Legion of Doom kind of yeah, thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, Four big you know. motherfuckers going mm. in, and I know Anderson isn't the the biggest, but he's kind of like the 
the yeah, technical but the guy. He, the way he walks. Exactly. The way he walks, it know. is very similar like to Hart and Jim the Anvil. Exactly. Yeah, spot on. Jim the spot on. The same thing. Versus yeah. the Legion of Doom. Yeah, there but you they could be doing so much more with those guys. It must be frustrating for those guys as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the, the problem is, you can go into WWE and five years can go in the blink of an eye. Well, not everyone's happy to just sit and cash the checks. You know what yeah, I mean? The no. people with ambition are going to want to. Want to yeah. get that proverbial brass ring, as they say. But uh, yeah, the second one. Then we it, now again. This again. I don't know if it's an order. I, I can't yeah. imagine them it's putting the, money in the bank. Is it? Yeah. So it's um, Ember Moon, Charlotte Flair, Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, Natalia, Lana, Naomi, and Sasha. Um, lot of lot of talent in one ring. To be fair, yeah. I think uh, that Ember Moon one impresses me actually quite a lot. I have to say, yeah, she's more from NXT. Um, she's done yeah, really well. Yeah, I think obviously Becky. Yeah. It'd be great to see Becky do it. I Absolutely. believe she's got a bit of a bit of a run at the moment. She's yeah. looking hot. I heard she's got a. She beat Charlotte. She tapped Charlotte out actually. Yeah. Well, she's due for she's due for a it's about time push, it's it? about yeah. time so yeah. alright so I, I guess on my prediction we may as well do some predictions with this. the first one I'll go Gallows and Anderson just for because why not I'm going to stick with the Bludgeon Brothers All right. even though it breaks my heart I'm actually going to go with my heart on this one I think I think Becky could get it are you I think so yeah. I think it's either going to be it's going to be close between Becky and Natalia because it could be that heel switch with Natalia if the something talk, else goes wrong talk is Lana or Lana, yeah, which right. would be really yeah. annoying, but there I we go. Becky do it, of course. All right, so who are you going to go for? You going to go for Lana just because the talk is Lana? Don't be that guy. Who no, you gonna I'm go not going to be that guy. Do you know I'm going to go with Charlie? You going to go with Charlie? Yeah. Okay, you're going to be that guy. No, I'm going to go with Becky, yeah. my girl. Um, yeah. So then we move on to the boys. Yeah. Uh, Money in the Bank with Braun Strowman, um, Finn Balor. The Miz, Rusev, Bobby Roode, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe versus to be announced, uh, Big E, Kofi Kingston, or Xavier it's one Woods. Of the three, isn't it? Hopefully, it'd be Big E. Hopefully, I'd, Big E. Yeah. I'd like to, I'm Hopefully not a big, big fan e. of Xavier Woods, being yeah. honest. Um, I don't. I don't think he got a serious much. athlete. Oh yes, serious he just athlete. didn't. Uh, I'm. I'm going to be fair to the females yeah. here. I just don't yeah. think he got as much heat for yeah. those little supposed yeah. leaked uh, tapes that yeah. um, a certain female friend of. Uh, well, I suppose daughter of a friend of the show did. Yeah, so uh, Ricky and uh, yeah. Ricky and his good lady will yeah. appreciate that. My, but uh, my thing with the new day is, I'd sort of fear for Kofi and Xavier if Big E goes off on his own because yeah. Big E is kind of that sort of glue that holds the the, the, the new together. day together. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of the kill big guy. That it's it's a bit like the Strowman effect. Yeah, kind of they pinned yeah. this on him and then he became so talented at it, and now he just cracks me up. He's just hilarious. I agree. Um, like I think he's. Um, I've always found him a very, very good worker. He moves yeah. so well for a big yeah. man too. Now, don't get me wrong. Like I said, Xavier wasn't Kofi. Or but he has he has too. these little nuances that he does even in the ring. Even the way he wiggles the hips. But everything and, you, know you know what I mean. Like he's just he does the slightest little thing. He's he's another one of those guys that you could just throw on and not a man it works. Naturally, naturally mm. funny dude as well. That's a tough one to go for. I mean, for me, it's one of three. Um, and I'm thinking Joe, Balor or Strowman because I know Balor is starting to get a, I was, I've been told that Balor is starting to get a bit of momentum as well on Raw yeah I think so um, it could be one where Balor comes out of nowhere and wins it yeah. it could be um, I mean the smart money is obviously going to tell people that it's going to be Braun Strowman isn't it you know um, hard to know they did they, could they, it be actually the, um, I was going to I, I saw one thing I see Kevin Owens and Strowman are having a little bit of back and forth yeah. so I'm thinking could Owens be the one that really pisses Strowman off and costs him it and you get a little guy like Balor to run up the ladder and just yeah. take it. Well, he's due it since the greatest Royal Rumble where Rollins did it. 
Yeah. For the belt. Yeah. So could be. So look, it'd be I great mean, for, it'd be great for Ballard. It'd be great for it'd, it'd be great for the Irish. If I it do was love Kevin Owens. Ah, oh, who doesn't love Kevin yeah. Owens? If you don't like Kevin Owens, sorry yeah. Jim Cornette, but yeah. Kevin Owens is awesome. Yeah, yeah um, I would love to see. I mean, it'd be great for Ireland, wouldn't it, if you had Becky and Finn win it on the one yeah. night? Which um, is probably unlikely. It is unlikely, it's but you never unlikely. know. If Vince feels uh, patriotic, what about if our boy Big E won it? Well, there we go. That'd be insane. There we it, go. It, it's interesting insofar as it's two money in the bank matches that are very hard to call. It, it, because very of the amount of bodies in it as well. Yeah, but you're looking at both matches and you're thinking there's four in each match there that if he'd, any of the four won, you wouldn't really have a problem. Well, with how about we break down who, like, by process of elimination then? Um, on the on the women's one, it's hard to do a process of elimination because any one of them could win it because they're all pretty over um, in their own yeah. way. Yeah. I think it is pretty hard to because Alexis highly over, Charlotte yeah. highly over, Ember is getting there, yeah. Becky's been over since yeah. the start, Natalia over, yeah. Lana. People are going to love her, aren't they? Because she's yeah. hot. Well, she's um, had momentum at the Exactly, that's well. what I mean. Her streak is hot. I'm not saying the, the looks. probably not as much. Naomi, not as much. I mean, yeah. she, they pushed her, but I don't think yeah. really she gets there. And Sasha is Sasha's Sasha. kind of in that limbo it, as well. It's died down a little yeah. bit, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, maybe Naomi and Sasha will be the ones. So. Yeah, um, and then, yeah. you know, if you're looking at if we can eliminate in the money in the bank, I mean, I think we can eliminate the Miz because I don't think they'll give them that title push against Brock mm. at the moment. Yeah. Um, Rusev, I still think they're, gonna, they're not going to run with it. Mm. Um, Bobby Roode can't see him yeah. going up to the main event I think the, beauty, I think the beauty of the men's one is no matter which guy wins it you, apart from Finn Balor obviously because we're Irish and stuff like that mm. you know him personally and we know ah, him well, we, want yeah. him, we want him to do as good as, as, as good as possible but I don't think I'd be disappointed in any of them really well forget about even the no personal I mean? forget about knowing anyone yeah. personally for me it's just in terms of a worker that deserves it like yeah, even yeah. if I didn't Absolutely. know someone yeah. by, by enjoying uh, watching yeah, um, watching I, I think it's about time Baller was given that shot I mean yeah. people were going on about you know the injuries yeah. blah 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 he's yeah. had a good year and a half run now pretty much yeah. Yeah. of nothing so yeah. then we get on to once again once again Styles and Nakamura we haven't seen that uh, that outstanding match yet but I think they've been building to that I think they've been giving people just a little bit of a taster in doing different things so this is obviously last yeah. man standing so you know it's going to be hard hitting that's for sure yeah um, I think this time they might give it to Nakamura I'm thinking I'm thinking they might um, because I mean AJ can feud with anybody and still be many pay per view matches have they had now Mania. this will be the third will it this is the third will one, this will be the third I could be corrected on that but I think it's the third yeah. I think it's I don't the trilogy know. That, that's kind of like sometimes I look at those matches and I think that's the match that we should be really invested in and then I look at it and I go well why ain't I you know that kind of way? I agree. I'm kind you know of... You know what I mean? I, I've, like I've, if that was a New Japan match, we'd be losing our mind about it. <coughs> yeah, because you, know you, you, you know what you'd get. You'd be, you know what they yeah. would be allowed to do. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But unfortunately, yeah. it doesn't work yeah. that way in WWE, yeah. so... Yeah. Um, I'm going to go for Nakamura, and I just think they might give it to him, let him let a heel run and seal. And I think uh, AJ's probably going to hold it till SummerSlam. Yeah? Okay. That's what I think. Okay. So then we have uh, the other big one, which you heard me talk about on... Uh, uh, on the Kick Out podcast, yeah. um, Nia Jackson, Ronda Rousey. Um, again, I think the complete opposite of what we talked about with CM Punk yeah. going into an unknown territory. Yeah. I think Ronda's come in and she just looks as natural in the ring anyway as you can um, for someone, you know, 
with my, that my own, my only fear is she is she gonna look still as comfortable out there on her own. I I I would dare say, I'd thing. give her the benefit of the doubt on this no, one. No. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm going out expecting yeah. her to be, you know, a Becky Lynch or a Charlotte just yet or an Alexa Bliss say, but. I think what she brings to the table, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I think she can. I mean, I hope so. I hope so. But I just think I just think like if you're, I'm first, rooting for her. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, we want it to work out. Yeah. But uh, I think if you, I think if your first match in there is at Mania and you're in a ring with Kurt Angle, Triple H, and Steph, although she did really, really well and she did outstanding and all, you're in there with the cream of the crop. Oh, I agree. Oh, I agree. That's, I think that's very different than if you're going out there then to face. I Someone agree, like but I, I think she's been she's been no. like by all accounts she's really uh, been passionate about this. Like I mean, she's yeah. been in the performance center behind the scenes. She's constantly working. Oh, I don't and think I don't think there's any lack of talent. <coughs> so I, I know, think it's the whole idea of being. A, it, it's like you know when a tag team breaks up and you have your first singles match, mm. and you're out there on your own, and you're suddenly you don't have anyone to look to, or you don't have mm. anyone to. You're, it's all you. I think Noya will be able to comfortably guide her through this. To be fair, um, w- yeah. you know, with with, with heavy shots and yeah. stuff like that, and kind of, yeah. it's not like Ronda's going to come out and be the pit bull yeah. the way she was in the UFC. But I think I think if any of the matches on the card stick out to me as being worrying in terms of working out, that would be the one. I think I think it's I think it's the safest worker they could put her in with purely because of the David versus Goliath type storyline. Yeah. If you were to put her in there, say, with a Alexa Bliss or yeah. a Charlotte, you're expecting yeah. Ronda to go in and dominate. But I, I want to say, what I'm thinking is, I'm thinking if that's a match out there that at any point goes slightly off or slightly wrong, I don't know whether the experience is out there to well, pull we'll it see. together. We'll we shall see. see, though. But, I mean, hopefully. hopefully. Well, I think she's going to go over in it. I definitely Ronda do. Is. Yeah, I think they're going to put it on her. Unless really? there's some sort of run-in from maybe... A jealous Natalia, possibly that didn't get the didn't get the win I for was, the. I uh, was thinking that has to be like a double DQ or a countdown. It could be something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be something like that. Yeah. But I just can't see them. It won't be a clean victory for yeah. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, um, I don't think it's a good idea to put the belt on Ronda. Yeah. Well, uh, I do. Mm. Just purely because they booked her in the match now. I'm not saying I would have done it from the get go because I wouldn't have put her in that match, um, this early on. Yeah. But obviously they know what, what they've got more than us. So okay. well we should see. We'll see. Yeah. And then Carmella and Askia, not really something I'm looking forward to. I'm uh, not a big fan of Carmella to be fair. I can see Asuka winning this one. Although since um, she's been champion she's done okay. Well again I mean, she hasn't t- been she hasn't been overly disappointed. Well I'm not gonna lie, I haven't seen a whole lot. Yeah. I do like her uh, character work. Yeah, yeah. Um, just a bit too yeah. screamy in the ring for my ears, but uh, there yeah. we go. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe she'll keep it. With, with, maybe she'll cheat to win and hold on. Possibly, yeah. So maybe actually, yeah, I might go for that. I think yeah. she might cheat to win. Yeah. Classic heel style. Yeah. And then we have oh, uh, Roman Reigns versus Jinder Mahal. I wasn't saying oh to Roman. <laughs> I said no. Oh to Jinder. I don't know. Um, yeah, like I mean. I think they could work a fairly. I think Roman can work a fairly decent match with anyone. To be fair, um, I know you're a big fan. Yeah, I, I like. I like. I'm. I'm fond of Roman. I, I like Roman um, Reigns a lot. I don't know. It could be a good match because he's in there with a guy who comes across to me as being like a, you know, like a 
real good heelish type of guy. Oh yeah, and it, it could work. I think. I think it all depends on the crowd as well. That that could be the kind of match where the, the crowd kind of craps on it. Yeah, and, the smart, you know, like, the yeah. smart crowd. Like, yeah, don't 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 do it for the sake. I, of I think. It. I think with that match, if you give it a chance to evolve, you know, if they get a fifteen or a twenty minute match, whatever it is, if you give it a chance to evolve, you could see some good heel work by gender. You could see some good baby face work by Reigns. Get the crowd behind them. That type of thing. The match could evolve and it could be decent. Okay. I think if you're gonna get that sort of smart crowd, just you know, treating them both like sort of heels and stuff like that again. You know, it's going to go home in 10 minutes. There's yeah. going to be no substance to it, and it'll be the usual run of the mill stuff on Monday being talked about. So, obviously, it's going to be a run when it goes over, yeah? I would think so, yeah. yeah. I would I think, unless so. they're going to run the storyline right to SummerSlam and, and beyond, I don't know. I mean, it, 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 it makes sense, sort of, to try and get people on Roman's side by matching them against gender. So, you keep that I mean? run going for a while and oh, let, it keep it, let it evolve. Maybe, maybe let gender turn, get turn it, the. Turn it into something. Let gender get the cheap victory, yeah. Maybe turn it into something, yeah. I could see that. Well, I mean, I like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. like that long term yeah. booking than, than just. And it's kind of. It's, it's, it's the booking in so far as it's kind of two big guys as well. So, it's kind of like. You know, you're going to get that feel off yeah. as well. So. Okay. Yeah. So, we're both going gender on that and maybe just yeah. to. Just to let the fire. Let the, let the flame evolve, basically. Yeah. You know? Let Give the, it a chance and see yeah. where it goes. Um, Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn um, yeah that's kind of my thoughts I don't really have much uh, emotional investment in this one to be honest I do like Sami oh, I'm a big fan of Sami but I'm trying to figure out how that match comes together I, 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 I just I, I, I don't know I don't it's think. almost like chalk and cheese isn't it like it, it's yeah it's, 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 um, mm. it's, um, it's a strange one yeah, I'm just yeah. gonna go Bobby Lashley for it. I'm just gonna call it. I think it's be a straight yeah. up, uh, yeah. straight up babyface win. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now this one, which might lead you to believe that gender might go over now. But there we go. Like there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mix it up. Possibly. Yeah. Um, now this is the match of the night for me. Um, Mister yeah. Seth Rollins, who is, I know that they, they keep saying he's he's. He's on a hot streak, yeah. and he is. He is Mr. Monday Night. He is Mr. Monday Night yeah. at the moment. Yeah. And then, my man, Elias. I want to walk with Elias. I mean, yeah. I absolutely yeah. love this guy. Yeah. I've actually not got excited about a worker just for in such a long time. I remember the first time I saw him. Um, God, he came in and squashed someone. Remember? Mm. And he was just so hard hitting. Yeah. Um, really, really reminded yeah. me of like a. Some uh, the it's, like, it's like he nearly portrayed it as if his training had been rough cut. Oh, big time! Like yeah. he, he almost he was like a modern day like yeah. he's like a small modern day. Uh, what's his name? Um, oh, good lord, it'll come to me. Reminds There's me some, of Jared in the early days. He does remind you a little bit of Jared, definitely. In the early days. Um, yeah, you know, no, definitely. But he's yeah. he's got he's got a really good, a really really good look. Yeah. Um, I think his character work like that, and I think that's why I'm liking it because the character work has evolved. Yeah. Like I don't know whether you've seen this on the network, but it's really really good. Um, the table for three that he done with um, Jeff Jarrett and Road Dog. No, I haven't watched it. Well, yet, you gotta check it out because it's really good. It's really good because yeah. you need three music fans as yeah, well, yeah, yeah. and he's got the guitar yeah. with him, and he actually does an acoustic version of "I Can't Wait to Be Alone with My Baby oh, Tonight," and he has them singing along, and he's yeah, like, yeah. like he's yeah. actually, believe it or not, he was even saying on it, 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 he actually does have a little bit of a friendship with Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, yeah. They've actually clocked yeah, yeah. up a little, which I mean, so the boys, the boys were telling me they were over at WrestleMania and they walked down uh, Bourbon Street. Okay, and he just walked into one of the bars on Bourbon Street with a <coughs> guitar on his back and just went into the bar and played a set it's off the cuff. 
Yeah, just within a play to say. Yeah, he's got an album and everything. Like it was his first love. He's so much depth to him. He's got a lot of depth to him, and I really think he could be. You know, if they don't just make him as a joke kind of character. And you know the thing about him as well, he has one of those real likable faces, doesn't he? Like he's got. You want him to do well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like you know what when you it's like right when you see someone that's cool enough to be able to pull off the long hair and like those little throw over. Whatever yeah. you call them, like the hippie kind of yeah. veil type things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are, like when you see him be able to pull that yeah. off, like yeah. and he's wrestling in the jeans, yeah. he just looks like a rock star, doesn't yeah. he? In his own yeah. mind, like yeah. he's a rock star. You'll find the guys, the the guys that you pull for, and the guys that you want to really do well are the guys that you could see yourself going out for a beer with. Yeah, yeah, and you could see. Kind of, yeah, it? I know. If I was to way, sit with know? with uh, Elias, we could yeah. sit talking music all day. Absolutely, you just sit talking about Bruce Springsteen yeah. and and yeah. stuff like that. And yeah. I think no, I like Elias and. I do. He is like a modern day, um, in terms of the character, especially. Yeah. He is like a modern day Jeff Jarrett, yeah. in terms of how that character was to the nineties and yeah. what he is to to yeah. to now. But you know the way with Jeff. You know the way back in the day with Jeff Jarrett, his ring work wasn't like, it wasn't that crisp. But you yeah. know, it wasn't that he couldn't be crisp. Yeah, it's that he kind of the character needed it. That it didn't way. need to be. You know <coughs> exactly, yeah. it didn't need to yeah. be. Uh, you know. It didn't need to be anything other like it's, yeah. It's like I, I think if Elias, I think if Elias wrestled like Benoit, yeah, I don't think it would work. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. I think just because of his character, and you know he can. That's the good thing yeah, about he's it. He's literally like the guy that gets into a wrestling match walking off stage after doing a concert mm. by mistake. Mm. So like, he's not gonna be technical. He's it's gonna be more like yeah. a brawl and it's gonna be sloppy. But he's um yeah no he he he, he takes all the boxes from but me. Do you know who it was? As I was trying to say that he reminded me of a smaller version, but aggression style, especially in that first match. <coughs> Bruiser, Bruiser Brody. Mm. He had that you know like he's like a smaller version, the big beard, the hair, yeah. and he just moved so yeah. hard hitting. Yeah, you know yeah. obviously Brody yeah. wouldn't hold a candle yeah. to him in the yeah. ring. But but you, but you know the way he works, he, <coughs> he never sort of works a style in so far as you think it's leading to a move or leading to a move. It's kind of sloppy based on character. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to, like, you're not looking at him doing a move set and you know, well, this is going to go to this or this is going to... Yeah. Like, you know, when you watch a Rey Mysterio match, you can nearly map it all out mm. straight away. You know where every sort of move is leading to yeah. and stuff like that. With Elias, he's just like a brawler. A bit like Austin, mate. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you never knew with Austin whether he was going to travel That's on a true. headlock or punch or a close And, you, one and you could also lay claim to be, even Austin, when he did work in yeah. those matches in Japan and stuff like that, when he yeah. was stunning Steve Austin, he had that yeah. rugged, you know, yeah. he might have had the stunning look, yeah. but... I was talking Talking to guys the other day about, it and I was thinking he's kind of like a cross between Austin and Rock when Rock was doing his guitar stuff. Yeah, and if you sort of mesh the two together, you get the brawler with the talented yeah. musician. Type yeah, thing, you know, yeah, no, that makes way. sense. That makes yeah. sense. So I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I don't think Seth will lose it yet. No, um, I'd love to see yeah. Elias hold it. And yeah. those to really get the two of them get into a yeah. feud, the battle of the beards. Again, so to speak. again, I think it's another one that needs time to evolve, and you yeah. put it over a number of yeah. pay-per-views and let people get it emotionally. Because the fans really want to love Elias. Yeah. And in fairness, and that's, and that's a tough one. That's a tough one to match as well because we love both of them. Yeah. So you know what I mean. So and like, I think Elias wins the battle of the beards. Um, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, he does. Definitely, definitely. I think he does. I mean, we can see yeah. there. He's, Rollins yeah. has just got an Eno yeah. going on whereas Elias yeah. has got the full yeah. you know Elias but looks I'd like say, I'd say Rollins is by choice though I'd say oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Say, well, say like, like myself you yeah. know what I mean <laughs> 
So then we move on to Daniel Bryan, a big cast. Not really looking forward to this, to be honest with you. It's just, doesn't I think it doesn't hold anything for me at all. No, I've no, no. emotional investment again on this. Um, hopefully, not a, hopefully Dave Bryan. Not a big fan of big cast as much, as big as he is. You know, he is a seven foot guy and he's a big guy. I just don't buy his character. I don't, like when he's coming down and he's, I just, I don't, I don't feel it. Do you know what I mean? I don't he comes across soft for a big guy. Yeah, S A W F T. Yeah, and 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 you know they've they've sort of made the mistake with him when they turn these guys heel. Like the normal telltale signs are the body hair and all. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Like yeah. when they turned AJ heel that time, remember in TNA and stuff yeah. like that. Like he grew out the beard and the chest yeah, hair yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, So he looked kind of ruggedy. And, Rugged. You know yeah. what I mean? You look at Big Cass and Big Cass looks like one a of big these baby. Sort of, yeah, he looks like one of these physique guys with board shorts and you're yeah. thinking. Yeah. You're too soft for this. Yeah, like, and I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not a big a knock on Big Cass, like, no, but uh, I just don't, like, you know, I want them to look like Big Daddy Cool or something. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I'd like them to come down and look one of those like race diesel. cars. Diesel. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I don't, want to, I don't want to look like this big, huge sort of Jersey Shore boy. Yeah, thing. yeah. It's a bit too polished, I think, you know what I, I mean? I suppose so he hung around with uh, Enzo as well, so. Yeah, yeah. well. We've all heard Enzo's rap. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, anyone that really wants to hear something really funny, check out Jim Cornette on YouTube. Listening live to Enzo's rap. You gotta listen to it. It's well worth six minutes of your life if you want to laugh and you want to just hear Enzo Mori being verbally. I guess words I wouldn't even use on my show poor old Jimmy's tough on people isn't oh, he oh he's a tough son of a bitch but yeah. there you go it's Jimmy and he's never gonna change and that's why we love him yeah. but uh, Daniel Bryan probably going over in that I would imagine um, unless they're gonna continue the feud on um, mm, possibly for now but there we go we'll leave uh, we'll leave the money in the bank at that and I think now um, because Elias actually took most of our time today who's yeah. who'd have thought Let's look at the World Cup, which literally starts tomorrow. It starts tomorrow. Um, and it starts with the home nation, Russia and Saudi Arabia. Um, so let's look, actually, at... Um, I'll tell you what we'll do first, Noel. Um, why don't we... Um, we'll take literally two minutes, because I know what we're going to do when we come back. is We're going to do some good odds that we think might benefit some of our listeners as well. Sounds good. Um, and when we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit more about Wrestling Mania. And then I'm going to go through the groups. We'll go through some of the matches and we'll go for some odds then, yeah? Sounds good. Happy days. Right, so, like I said, we are going to talk a little bit about where we are. Wrestling Mania, which is based on the top floor of Stevens Green Shopping Centre in Dublin's city centre. Wrestling Mania has been providing wrestling and MMA fans with quality merch for well over a decade. Wrestling Mania is the place to go for all the latest shirts, hoodies... DVDs, Blu-rays and accessories and if you're a fan of wrestling history and memorabilia like myself there are always hidden gems to be found they also provide pre-order services and get this Wrestlemania will order in any items that you may need and provide shipping services if you cannot make it to the shop so that means if you're based outside of Dublin and can't get down but there are items you want this is a service that is provided to you Go to WrestleMania on Facebook, like and share their page. And if you want 20% off coming into the summer months, save for your little holidays and save for your little speedos for when you're on holidays. Or you want to save for your muscle burners, whatever the hell it wants, your fat burners even. If you want to burn muscle, why not? If you want 20% off in the build-up to the summer, keep listening to the rest of the show and find out how. In fact, you know what? 
we'll tell them now or not. Let's tell them now exactly what they can do. To get 20% off all merch in WrestleMania, all they have to do is... Like and share the page and like and share the podcast. Exactly. Literally like and share Wrestling Mania on Facebook. Like and share Dynamo's Dozen on Facebook. Um, listen to the show. You can literally come in, mention Dynamo's Dozen at the time of purchase, and you've got your ass 20% off. I can see, for example, here lots and lots of new merch from when I was here the last time. I can see you know, some DVDs that are probably worth a fortune if you were to look on eBay at the moment. You've got the Own Heart DVD, Heart of Gold there. There's some retro stuff from the likes of uh, MTV, the Wrestling X Society. That uh, that may not be everyone's cup of tea, but I tell you, for a wrestling historian that wants to have it in their collection, it's well worth it. We've got all, we've got Triple H King Kings. We've got some rare we've shoot got interviews. Got a bunch, got a bunch of indie stuff in there the other day from the UK. Saying we've got some progress in. Yeah, we've got Southside One PW. It's a one-stop um, shop for some more rare ROH stuff Southside. as well. Yeah, we yeah, got lots some of ROH and lots yeah. of classic ROH and stuff like that. Yeah, and moment. then even the likes of if you're a fan of, for example, like me, I've got a box of boxes of uh, VHS. If you like collecting VHS, just to have it as part of your collection, there's absolutely tons of it there. Yeah. T-shirts, we got the latest. In fact, yeah. this is a throwback. We got some old classic T-shirts in at the moment, and one in particular that's standing out to me. We've got the Eddie, Eddie Guerrero Latino Heat. Yeah, and unbelievable. Still dropping, dropping on Friday as well. We have the Undertaker Big Evil retro shirt coming in Friday. To go and with the release of the figure? Yeah, and we also have the um, the LGBT Femme Baller, Baller Club shirt coming in. There we They're go. Be on Friday. If you want to show equality, there you go. That's Come on it. out and uh, and rock your new Finn Balor t-shirt. And support our boy in America. Exactly. Um, so... Noel, I think it's uh, it's about a good time to go through, uh, go through the group stages. So what we'll do is... Um, if you want, I'll go through the groups. Um, we'll take a group each, actually. I'll yep, start with Group A. Um, we've got Russia, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, who I've been landed with for the <laughs> for my pick, and Uruguay. Mm. Group B. B, Portugal, Spain, Morocco, and Iran. That's a group of death. Um, France, Australia, Peru, and Denmark in Group C. It's an iffy enough group, D. Yeah, big Argentina, group. Iceland, Croatia, and Nigeria. Same with that. Then Group E, Brazil, Switzerland, Costa Rica, and Serbia. That's a tough L group, yeah. isn't it, Brazil? Yeah, yeah. Then F is Germany, Mexico, Sweden, and South Korea. And then in G, we've got Belgium, the mighty Panama, the even mightier Tunisia, and uh, not so mighty England. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and then H is Poland, Senegal, Colombia, and Japan. Right, so let's take it. Let's actually take a minute to just look at these. We'll start with Group A: Russia, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Uruguay. Like I said in my little pick in uh, in my in my my lucky dip, I got Egypt. Now, for me, uh, for me, something tells me Russia and Uruguay are going through. And um, but that would be, I suppose, the easy pick, wouldn't it? It would be, and you know something, I could easily see Russia going out in the group stage. It's possible. It's very possible. Because they haven't been very good. And riots ensue. <sighs> Possibly, you know what I mean? And, and and Egypt, I think I think if if Mo Salah's back to fitness and back to form and the shoulder and all the sort of stuff yeah. that, hopefully. I think Egypt could be uh, the dark horse just to sneak in there. Okay. Saudi Arabia, forget about it. Um, yeah, so I mean I Uruguay. I think, I think, I think Uruguay will top it. I, I do. I mean, you've got you've got Cavani, Suarez. I mean, they've still yeah. got. They've, I mean, I can't think of uh, offhand right now um, who they've got at the back. 
but they've got some. Is Diego Godin possibly Uruguayan? Not too sure. Where's the Argentinian? I'm not sure. Um, but I do know that they've Who's done. Who's a golfer you're going? Is Ospina, is it? Yeah, no? that's right. No, it is Ospina. No, is he a Colombian? Sure. Is he? Yeah. I think so. But either way, I think uh, by all accounts, yeah. I've heard that Uruguay's uh, form has been pretty good. Russia's have been pretty bad. Yeah. Mo Salah can do it all on his own if he yeah. wants. Um, it's two from three with Saudi Arabia going home. I'm going to say Russia and Uruguay just because I do have a loyalty to the Russians. I'll I go love with the Russians. Egypt and Uruguay. Okay, so that's fair, that's fair enough. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll go with that. And Group B. Doesn't even work. It's not even worth discussing, really. Spain and Portugal. Without a doubt. What about the Orange Sheik managing Iran? What about it? Okay, so there we go. Unless there's a curl on the top of the boots. Hey! <laughs> Ronaldo's getting hoofed yeah. out of it. Yeah, that's it. Um, France, Australia, Peru, Denmark. I've got to say, France... Uh, I'm not expecting Spain to win it this year, so I'm, I'm, I'm actually... That France squad... I mean, if they can, if they can really... Just if they can just get on with each other. If they can click, man, yeah, they can exactly. Just get on with each other. Something yeah. always about the French, yeah. like you know. Um, yeah. And we've got big, sexy Giroud up front. You know, we always know he can score a goal out of nothing. Griezmann up front. We got Griezmann, Giroud. We got Griezmann, Giroud. Poyet's out with oh, the injury. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. So we got Griezmann, Dembele, yeah. and uh, Giroud up front. Giroud yeah. heading the attack, which I mean, him knocking balls down to the likes of Griezmann yeah. and Dembele, yeah. and then a midfield of Kante. Uh, Tolisso and Pogba if Pogba actually yeah. he, he plays better for France though to be fair well they um, play an attacking style of football yeah exactly there you go so I'm I'm, I'm predicting France and I'm going to say Denmark I'm thinking that too yeah because yeah. Denmark I'm hearing yeah. I'm hearing from sources that Denmark are pretty good yeah I mean we said they destroyed us yeah but I mean that, that's probably not yeah. and I mean it's I not easy I to I think, I think if you get the Denmark to play this in the second leg as opposed to the Denmark that played us in the first leg. The one that played us at yeah. home. Yeah. I mean, it's not easy to... We might not be the best team, but I mean, it's not easy to destroy Ireland at home. No, it's, it's really not. easy not. to come to the Aviva. No. They absolutely... They really did. Us. And i got to say, a gem, as a Chelsea fan as well, Christensen, like, mm. back there, is, is one of the best young defenders around. So, yeah. um, Then we move on to... This is a very intriguing group. Argentina, Iceland, Croatia and Nigeria. Now, I listened to a talk sport interview with my old boy, and a lad you actually liked, Ida Good Johnson. Yeah. Um, it was a really good interview. It was Ida Good Johnson and his father, both yeah. talking, because they actually yeah. played together for 15 minutes once. Mm. But apparently, since the World Cup, the amount of money that's been invested into pitches over in Iceland and to the youth, to the core structure of the youth has been absolutely phenomenal. And... They've been doing some. They've been doing some pretty interesting things. So in terms of a dark horse team, I'd be more inclined to see them causing an issue than say a Saudi Arabia or maybe a Morocco. Um, so I mean Argentina, I think it's probably a shoe in for it to, to go top yeah. if it works out. I'd be going with Argentina and Croatia. Yeah, I mean I, I am. I don't. I don't think Iceland. I, I I think regardless of the investment that you make there and stuff like that, I just don't think they have the population or the spread. To, to draw in enough I, I don't think they'll match what they did last time no fair enough but I fair think, enough I think they'll struggle fair enough I, but I'd it'd like be, them to do really really well I have a, yeah, I've, it was brilliant last time I have time. a little affinity to, to Iceland just purely because yeah. Good Johnson was one of my favourite players yeah. so I would like to see but yeah, yeah I mean the smart money tells you that it's going to be Croatia I mean if it was a if it was a um, yeah. 
if it was a fashion fest, then obviously Nigeria would top the group. That jersey is banging. Oh, it's crazy, isn't that it? Jersey Absolutely is crazy. Immense. Super eagles. Yeah, that's super. And the main man, John Obi Mikel, yeah, yeah. face of the country. I love yeah. it. Do you yeah. love it? Yeah. And by the way, watch how well uh, John Obi Mikel plays for his country. Yeah. Absolutely crazy to think Mourinho yeah. used to play him as a, C uh, a CDM. Yeah. So we're saying Argentina, Croatia. I think we're both in agreement on yeah. that. Um, then, the Group E. Brazil, who are the out-and-out favourites at the moment. Um, it's probably the group with the most con uh, competitive second spot, I would say. Yeah, I think know. so, because Serbia can be very good. But a very Any one of those three. Serbia are very hard to break down. That's one thing yeah. about them. I mean, you've yeah. got big six-foot-seven giants at the back. Like. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Brazil, I mean, by all accounts, I'm hearing Ting Tunga, Tunga, is that his name, the yeah. manager? He's really got them playing ball I now I don't again. think Brazil will be an issue. I think it'll be which one from the other three. Switzerland. I mean, I don't know much about Costa Rica. Um, I really don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try and say I do, but I do know Serbia are. But I've also heard Costa Rica aren't bad. So I think mm. that could be anything. I'm gonna go Switzerland just because. Just yeah. because. Yeah. Because they look second there in the group now. Yeah. So, and then let's go. This is. This is a tricky one too for a lot of teams because historically, um, Germany are <laughs> World Cup winners. I think Germany are going through anyway. Yeah. But we've got Mexico, Sweden, and South Korea. Um, South Korea have a history of uh, being dark horses in the in both in World Cups over the last kind of three or four, haven't they? Yeah, I don't know. So it's yeah, hard. I, I can't say, I honestly can't say beyond Mexico because I don't think Sweden are as strong an international side as they used to be. And Zlatan's not playing anymore, is he? Yeah, but even like even taking him aside, I mean, does what else is in there? You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. Whereas I think with Mexico, they'll you know they'll play that sort of sharp, quick pass yeah. movement type of thing, and I think it'd be too much for the. Europe. Okay. I think Germany and Mexico. I think there. Okay, and then Belgium, Panama, Tunisia, and England. Um, for me, Belgium with this group because I think Belgium, I think Belgium could win the whole thing. To be yeah. honest, if they do yeah. it right, um, Panama, I, I think they're obviously no. they're just going to no, be the and Tunisia. I don't think. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I've I wouldn't. heard Tunisia could give England problems, um, so that will be something. It depends. I mean, it, it, isn't it again? Is, isn't England kind of like France? Isn't it where it's it like, should be? Don't they create yeah. their own problems? Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Like you, you think about it. Like I, I don't know what way the fixtures pan out there, but if you have like say. We'll have a look at them in a second. Yeah, yeah, let's say Belgium beat Panama in the first game if that's who they're playing, and then Tunisia are playing England. Let's say they get a draw. Yeah. You know, the media are going to be on their back straight yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Harry Kane ain't going to handle that. No, fair enough. You know what I mean? And so then, it's, and um, you know what I mean? So it could be a case. I mean, it's all about Loftus Cheek and Henderson, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it's it's you know. So yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm I'll gonna go with Belgium and England. I'm going to go with Belgium and England, but I don't yeah. think it's a, a straight, um, a straight shoe in for yeah. England. Yeah. Um, I think it's one from two. I think Belgium will go through handy. It's Poland, Senegal, Colombia, and Japan. I'll let you take this one. That's a fucking. That's a tricky one. This is going to be an interesting one insofar as I'm going to go with Senegal and Colombia. I think Colombia will get in. I think oh. uh, I've heard. I mean, Colombia beat France three two during the week as yeah. well. Um, I heard they're playing decent ball. Falcao has mm. got himself back since he's went yeah. back to uh, France. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, they've some great defenders. I mean, your man Davison Sanchez from Tottenham. Yeah. He's at the back line, and I heard their back line is pretty, yeah. pretty tight for a South American team. Yeah. And they've got some ballers. I mean, uh, James. Yeah. You know, there's a couple yeah. of ballers in there. Senegal, you've got Mane there, but you've all you've just got a big strong African team as well. Yeah, like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the only thing that you know for Poland, they've got a good keeper. They've obviously got one of the probably the best out and out striker in the world. Maybe mm. Lewandowski there. They've got a young Milik as well. Yeah. Is that going to be enough for them? You know, what's in the midfield then as well? Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I don't know Japan. Yeah. Japan always play decent football, but they don't. They don't really tend to. They always get one sort of result. Yeah, they? Japan. They do. Yeah. It's literally if they win a game in the group stage, they go home like they're winners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that kind of way. And they've got a great little ballers as well. Yeah. I mean, they've got some. Uh, they've got some great technical players. Like yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. and they're kind of like the nation that everyone always wants to see do well. Yeah. You know what I mean. They're yeah. they're a good. Uh, yeah. So right there, the groups. Um, going to I suppose the, the first matches we've obviously got Russia and Saudi Arabia tomorrow, tomorrow yeah. I can see Russia winning that one yeah. um, to give them yeah. a little confidence boost and maybe that could be what helps Russia get through um, getting that early win then on um, I think there's only one game tomorrow isn't there and then Friday we've got Egypt and Uruguay yeah. so that'll be a big one That's gonna be a good if Egypt were able to win that that really or throws us yeah or a draw yeah then um, on Friday also, so we've three games on Friday. Then we've got Morocco and Iran. Mm. Could not give a flying. Yeah, except it kind hook. of sorts out the group. It does. Yeah, it That's out. what I mean. Like it, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't tell us a lot. It just kind of tells yeah. us which one's going to finish last, really. Yeah. Um, and then, Jesus H Christ, on Friday at seven o'clock. This is just in time to get home from your daily commute. Literally get a cold beer out. I wouldn't even be disappointed if that was the final. No, <laughs> like literally, <laughs> this is like I mean, this. Yeah. If ever you were going to have yourself a cold beer on a Friday night yeah. before the Graham Norton show, yeah. it's going to be Portugal v Spain. I mean, Ronaldo versus Ramos. Yeah, like I'm very bitter that um, that that some some certain Chelsea players didn't get into Spain. So they've kind of there's nothing for me to cheer for really. I found that uh, I, I thought is I thought is pick and it's not just Chelsea players actually to be fair mm. I thought his, his, a lot of his picks were very very strange but um yeah. um yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna say you know what I'm gonna go out and say that Porsche are gonna win this I, I think Porsche are gonna get a win the first game yeah yeah to really really throw a spanner in the works like um, I wouldn't be surprised if that group opened up with two draws okay okay I like that I like that. I still think Portugal and Spain will be the top. It'll even. I think they'll be score draws, whereas Morocco and Iran will be sort of. Yeah. You know, I can't see there being a whole. No. Well, look, it'll even itself out, but I think like your weekend definitely starts with nine of those dozen because I've got I've got your weekend sorted, and from Monday you can go fend for yourselves (laughs) and check it out. (laughs) Plus, BBC will be telling you every day what's on. Anyway, I do believe BBC are showing it. RTE and TV3 will be showing all the games as well. Yeah. So bet- between the three of those channels. Be anyway. Yeah, you don't need it. So Saturday at 11 a.m. Uh, if you want your early fix of football, which I definitely do, um, because I'll be working hard. France and Australia. This would be nice just to see if France can get off to a good start and try and just get a good win. It's no brainer. So I, I'm think I'm predicting about 3 0 here on that, to be honest with you, for yeah. France to get off to a good yeah. start. Um, at least yeah 
Then uh, you talking about the next one then? Argentina, Iceland. Two o'clock. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. That it will. One, isn't it? Like that'll be sort of. You've like got the you've got the smaller yeah. Argentinian front line against literally all uh, Braun Strowman's. All, all the Vikings. All the Vikings. All the Braun Strowman's <laughs> and Elias's yeah. that we've talked yeah. about there. Yeah. So that will be interesting. And I yeah. tell you one thing: you've got probably two of the most passionate set of international fans yeah. in one stadium. Yeah. But I think Iceland will edge it in that sense, like in terms of the support. Um, but I don't think they'll have enough. I just no. I I want the Barcelona Messi to show up at the World Cup. I mean, we all want to see Ronaldo and Messi, and the likes of Lewandowski, and the likes of Griezmann. Yeah. And you know, for Germany, you know the the new guys, Muller. Yeah, we want to see the Brazilians, the Neymars, yeah. and the Willian. I believe Willian now is one of the shoe-ins for Brazil. Um, he's just always there. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see. It. I'd like to see Argentina win convincingly. Um, yeah. Nothing against my Icelandic friends, yeah. but just I would like to see that. I think um, they'll probably have. They'll have too much craft up front for mm. Iceland. And no, then I mean, so. on the same day, five o'clock. Literally, when that finishes, Peru and Denmark might not seem like a great match on paper, but. You know, a good, strong South American team against Danish. The It'll be an interesting... Game, yeah. yeah, I think it'll be a good yeah. match. Um, then, um, obviously, to finish it off... Croatia and Nigeria. That'll be an interesting game, I think. It's all really about the fans, really, isn't it? I don't, yeah. I don't know how interesting it'll be. I looked at Nigeria the other night against England, and like, I mean, England weren't great, really, you know what I mean? But yeah. Nigeria were worse. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, I'm thinking if that England team showed up against Croatia, Croatia might blow them away in an important... in a, in a, in a, a proper international, you know. But well, that's it because we do have to. One, you know? We do have to mention England, like because yeah. I have a lot of English yeah. um, friends and fans yeah. of this show. It's probably the second biggest market for Dynamo's dozen, to be fair. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know how happy they are to um, to listen to. I mean, I heard Craig Burley and um, Charlie. What's his name? Steve, Steve Nickel. Yeah, Steve Nickel. Yeah, you heard them yeah, talking the, about it on the ESPN. Yeah, and they, they, and I mean, they're they're kind of like the RTE commentators yeah. to say it like it is. Yeah, and I heard the two of them kind of saying. Shaka um, Hislop's on that as well. Yeah, Shaka really was Shaka's really great good. as well, yeah. and the three. I'd actually recommend to listen to them talk Shaka about football. A bit of sense to well, when they talk about transfer rumors, yeah. they're a little bit silly now. Yeah, but yeah. when they talk about the game itself, yeah. they're really good to listen to. And I think um, your man Gab Marcotti as well. Great. Yeah. Great, uh, yeah. great journalist. But they were talking about England and they said, you know, a lot of people aren't putting too much ex- expectations on England this year, which we hear every year. Yeah, yeah. And they're saying, like, for Gareth Southgate, it's all about the journey and what he's trying to build. We all know that once that first whistle kicks off, those English fans want to get where they believe in their minds they yeah. should be. And let's be honest, yeah. we're talking about the most marketable league on the planet the Premier League um, the biggest league on the planet in terms of most excitement and whatnot. Yeah. they should be putting a team that can get to a semi-final of a, of a World Cup well especially with, especially how big like it's their national sport yeah it, it is and they invented the goddamn thing the country thing. is and the population and the pool that they can pull from yeah and stuff like that. The, the contradictory thing for us is kind of like you know I kind of want England to do well in the tournament. Now I don't well, necessarily I do. want them to win. I don't want. I want, I don't want us to win. Unfortunately, yeah. purely because yeah. it'll be nineteen sixty six. I do want them to do well because what happens is when they do well, then it becomes an advertisement for the league, 
I and, agree. And it makes it a little bit easier for us teams up at the top end to try and bring in that talent. Also, you know, like, Champions League, yeah, it opens up like, that fifth spot, yeah, possibly. Yeah, but you look, if Poland go out early and Lewandowski's there, he might be thinking, you know, maybe Chelsea is the place to go. Maybe that's the league to be in. And, mm. You know what I mean? I know it's what you mean, yeah. So from that point of view, you know. And, it and, opens again, up and again, you know, like, like I'll always cheer on Henderson. I'll always cheer on Firmino or Brazil. I'll always cheer on my own boys. Yeah. I want them to do well. No, I've always wanted England to do well. I mean, they support us like a hill yeah. you know they do when we're in it and, yeah. and I think for me you mentioned like supporting your own boys I mean yeah. I, you know I might rant about them but like I like well, Gary Cahill certain, I'd like to see Gary Cahill there's, there's a certain kind of satisfaction with England when if they go on a wave of good results the media gets behind them and then they're nearly calling them winners Yeah, and then it's oh no they build them up so far. <laughs> them up. You know, like if it's England were to go through the group stage with three wins, yeah. all of a sudden they'd be talking about who England are going to have in the semis. Yeah. Not even talk about the quarters. It's or, the British or the media. 16 exactly. Or whatever it is. And then, and then all of a sudden there's this wave and it's, you know, we're back there again and John Barnes is back out rapping. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah, it's all yeah, out yeah. there again and it's full pelt. No, and, it is the media. And then all of a sudden it's, oh no. No, you it's know, the the media does misses it. Someone a penalty, or yeah. you know, Harry Kane would yeah. miss a penalty, and it's and then you know, then he's doing pizza hut ads with a bag over his head. Or that's pizza. it. Like you so, the, I mean? the media do happens, tend you know, to do it, unfortunately, yeah. for them. But look, the I'd thing like, that we pray for is that it's none of our own club players that actually make the mistake. Well, that's it. I mean, we've mean? got we've got that young boy now, Loftus Cheek, who yeah. by all accounts, I believe he was the player of the night on the two games that he's played yeah. against yeah. Uh, Nigeria and against Costa Rica. Yeah. He looks like a serious, serious baller. Yeah. Um, so for me, I'm the same. I like to see my own do well. Yeah. Um, so right, but you don't want to see like a Loftus Cheek being the guy that maybe misses that no. penalty or Trent Alexander. No. You know, because they're young kids who'd no. never get over it. Hell you know no. I mean? Hell no. Yeah. So I suppose we get on to uh, we get on to the Sunday then. Uh, Costa Rica Serbia again. I think that's another game that will kind of show what way the group yeah. kind of goes. Yeah. Germany Mexico will be an interesting one. Interesting. Um, good to see how five foot. Nothing Chicharito does against seven foot five. The only, uh, the, only thing, the only thing you're looking at that is you're looking at um, a lot of experience. But when I look at Germany, does an aging effect there a little bit? Oh, there is. I think Wacken Wacken Love yeah, is starting to come to the end of the tether. Mexico, I sort of think of Mexico as being very sort of small and racy and pacey. Well, Fast, you do know that there's a bit of a revolution going on in yeah. Mexico with football. The, their their leagues are actually starting to come up yeah. a little bit. They're like yeah. the the Copa Libert, Lib, Lib, Libertadores. <laughs> I yeah. can't say it. Okay. The Copa Libertadores. I yeah. think um, the Mexican teams are starting to get a little bit yeah. further than they used to, yeah. and their international players are starting to, and people are starting to uh, yeah. scout Mexico a little bit more. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's a technical technical aspect yeah. to Mexican yeah. players that is definitely certainly an interesting one to tune in for. Yeah, and then of course like, to finish it all off on the Sunday, finish our weekend of football off, Brazil and Switzerland. Good game, I think. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'd like to see Brazil like really come out and put a few past them. Like, um, no knock on Switzerland, just. You just want to say that I just want lovely to Brazil football that we, because we kind of grew up on. And because we're missing a few na- key yeah. nations from the World Cup that make the World Cup great this year yeah. as well, with the likes of, you know, Ireland aren't in it. So obviously for us, we love having it. And and the yeah. world is always weaker in a World Cup without Irish fans there. Yeah. Because they generally get on with everyone. Yeah. Um, Atmosphere-wise. But then yeah. Italy, I mean, that's 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 a shame. 
Do you know what I mean? Italy not being yeah. in a World Cup is an absolute yeah. travesty. Holland. Holland not being in a World Cup is yeah. a travesty. I mean, they're the two big teams that come to mind. Yeah. Um, so it'd be good to be able to really get the top echelon of these world nations in the yeah. in the in the, the knockout stages. Yeah. Um but you, you want them just to play to the, the, the maximum of their ability. And if they do that, well, then you'll get real good competitive Yeah, I mean, look football. at look at Brazil's front line. Neymar, Jesus and Willian. I mean, there's no way that three shouldn't be able to interlink and mm. absolutely blow. And then your Firmino, Coutinho. Exactly. Like they're such a squad. Is Firmino, actually, I think Firmino is playing up top for them now. He is at the moment. So it's Firmino, sorry, I tell a lie, it's yeah. Firmino, Willian and Neymar. That's the tree. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, sure, sure. Any tree of the six. Uh, look, to be honest with you, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, they probably got young lads that we've actually six, never heard six, of. You have six players there that would walk into any team. And you probably got young months. lads like that we've never even heard yeah. of there that we probably will all be going. Let's bid. Let's bid. Let's bid. And they're the guys we want to see. Exactly. Well, till Roy, um, which brings us then, I guess, to um, well, do you want to do you want to have a little word before we get to the to the bets part? Would you want to have a little word on um, Liverpool and my my trip to Anfield? Yeah, yeah, it was just We we had a really great weekend. I went over with Ben. Shout out to Ben on the podcast. Shout out to Ben Hogan, who's um. Who I will have on soon, Ben. I will. He's the biggest Liverpool fan out there. Yeah, yeah. And um, we had a great weekend. We took in everything. Um. You know, went up to Anfield, did the tour, did the museum, and had lunch there in the build room. We were talking to Phil Neal and some of the legends and stuff like that. Now we we had a great build up to, and then we went up to Anfield and Saturday evening around f- half or five o'clock we got there. I purposely got the taxi man to drop us out at the bottom of the Anfield road, okay. and we walked up with all the fans. So we took it all in like a proper match day. And we were outside Anfield, we were at the, the statue there and at the gates and we were like we were amongst all the fans and the singing. Most people on Facebook and know me have seen the videos and all and it was just amazing. And then we went in and it was like it was our first time we were in the cop sitting there in the middle of the cop with all the fans. And then that happened. Yeah. And there's there's not much more there's not much more I can say about it except that like you know, it was just the icing on a cake that didn't happen for the weekend, but we yeah. had a great weekend. Yeah. Um, but the 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 um the thing about it is you hear people up in arms about it and stuff like that, you know, and people talking about Ramos and he's this, that and the other. I can categorically say now that like if I had Ramos on my team I'd be very, very happy. Wouldn't you? Absolutely very, very wouldn't happy. You? And I tell you, if Ramos was playing for me and he had to do that in the final, I wouldn't be too upset. You know, so like we had a great time, and then you know we we had the boat trips over and stuff like that, and we we walked around the city, and um the the heart the heartbreaking thing for me, we we walked back from Anfield on the night with the fans because I think we needed a bit of time with the fans to digest what had actually happened and how it had all gone wrong and how such a you know a great season and a great run in Europe had you know fallen apart so badly based on a couple of mistakes. Um, but then walking back, of course, we had to endure. We were walking back across the Stanley Park and across on the other side of Stanley Park, we had the blue side of Liverpool who were setting off fireworks and celebrating the fact that we had lost. And that was kind of very hard to take. Very, very. That was probably more hard to take than the result. You know what I mean? Because you're looking at a team there in Everton that like 
haven't been competitive for. But years don't. But, and but years you expect it, though. I mean, it's 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 also. But envy. you know, it's it's the thing. It's the thing that I say again. If you look at Everton, like Everton had nothing. Like the the like there's no bragging between Everton and Liverpool. They no. talk about the Merseyside derby, but the reality is Everton is way behind Liverpool in yeah. terms of football, in terms of everything, okay? And the thing about it is, well, most of the taxi men I spoke to that weekend and most of the Everton fans actually wanted us to win because when you get talking to the actual real fans down in the square and stuff like that, they actually see the fact that if Liverpool were to win the Champions League, it brings more eyes on Liverpool as a city. It brings more sort of revenue into the city, which both benefits Liverpool and Everton. Okay, yeah. And, and and I think for those football fans, they miss that. They don't see it. Okay. Um, and that's and that's the thing that like if you're looking at buying in players and you look at everything, everything are a bit of, in a bit of turmoil, you know, managers in and out, players in and out, players not happy. Well, it's a Bring big season back all for them. Players it's a big season finished. for them, isn't it? It's a big season for them. I mean, they've got Marco like, Silva you know I mean? in now and I know that they've got yeah. those new investors. So there is definitely yeah. money to spend, but as you say, who but wants to play for them? Yeah, it's 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 a di- like if you're look if you're like it's 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 difficult enough to convince players to come to Merseyside in the first place. Yeah. You know what I mean? When when generally speaking, if you look at Liverpool, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, City and Man United typically are generally in for kind of the same players. Yeah, I got you. And it's kind of a decision to be made. And like it's, you know, although Liverpool is a great city and it's, you know, it's a labour city, it's a workman city, it's, you know, the dockers and all that good stuff and all, you know, it's not the most appealing place to go in terms of setting up your life and your family and all that kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's a great city with traditions and sport and I got you, you know, yeah, and yeah, all that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. But it was just it was just weird saying that and it was just like you know, it was it was weird that like okay, you get a few people out there who feel like they need to do that and that's fine. You know, I get that, you know what I mean? Look, it's just but banter, it's, do you know what I mean? At but the end it, of the day it's just banter. But what but a look, great what a great experience though to be able to share with your son. Oh, we did an amazing time and he had the time of his life. Like I mean he was mixing with the fans, we were chatting about the old days. Mm. He got chatting with Phil Neal about the old days and everything and all. He was just blown away by the whole experience. And the win would have topped it off, but it didn't happen. But what I said to Ben was and he even got talking to the guys, shout out to Tom on Redman TV we got talking to the guys on Redman TV and the cop and all and like you know I turned around to them and I said there will be more finals there will be more days again mm-hmm. there's no doubt about it we're going in the right direction we just got to figure out I was saying to them it's just Klopp has to try and figure out how to win a trophy and then I think when he wins one trophy he'll win ten trophies I think um, I suppose from the outside perspective the guy sitting on the fence looking in um, I think what's really impressed me about Liverpool this year and this fall has been like their their uh, ability to kind of wrap business up quick and identify targets quick. Yeah. <coughs> you know, stealing Fabinho from under United's noses. Um, because I mean, Fabinho had been looked at for United probably for the past season and a half, maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, but, the, but, the, but the they, Fakir they, one they, hasn't they, got they, over the line. But they from, never but, wanted them. Well, the Fakir. Well, you know, Man United fans will always say that. You know, yeah. they don't want yeah. want it once it's gone. Yeah. Um, but then, and that's legit. Like um, the Fakir, I think, I think the thing for us is if you look at the Fakir one is a strange one. I don't know how. Yeah. Like that, that just seemed to be yeah. a kind of a. It's kind of like Virgil Van Dijk part two. Yeah, kind of be like yeah. just a, it was like a very annoying, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, like us. I, I, like, don't, I don't think at the moment we really know what happened with it, so it's hard. To well, it looks like it was the Leon president. Uh, you know, a lot of them foreign presidents are a bit yeah. just fucking. Yeah. 
quick to jump the gun yeah. and say, oh, we, we want it done now or, or not at all. Yeah. And, you know, for whatever reason, last minute it was cancelled. Yeah. I still think you still get them um, before, yeah. the, before the, the summer's out. Um, I think it's just a case of probably adding on yeah. a couple of more million. I think, um, I, think the bi- I think the big thing for us is, and I've said it to people before, when, when we were back winning trophies, you know, under Julia and under Benitez. Shakiri as well. And things like that. Yeah. Good show. I think it's a good show for the price. Yeah, no, for the price it is a good show. I think it's a good backup. But it's uh, like good backup to, um, I mean, yeah. he's a strong runner. Yeah. I think with better players around him. He's been in, in yeah. Bayern, didn't get yeah. a shot. but when And he I did, think he suits a more attacking side. Exactly. But, I, but I, ju- I just think the crucial thing for us is, look, we need to go and we need the red circle, 60, 70, 80 million, whatever it is, and just go and buy a goalkeeper. And just, you know, we've been fanny around defense is so also, You still yeah, need one but, more. Yeah, but you, you, you can say that, okay? But then but again, we lost, Matip we coming lost, back, We though. lost Matip, he'll be coming back. Yeah, and you could argue that our best defender on the night, apart from Andy Robinson in the Champions League final, I mean, Lovren was outstanding. You know I know. I, mean? I understand what you're saying. You know what I, I mean. Think, I but I just, I just, I just think, I just think any defender can have a great game on a given night. But what I think, I actually no, I, I take back what I said. I don't think you need to buy first team. Uh, I mean, Clavan is gone, obviously. Yeah. Um, he, uh, yeah. Possibly. Yeah. But I, 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 but I, I think I think Lovren's a fairly decent backup. But I think I what think until I think until we go out there and actually buy a world class goalkeeper. I think we're going to continue to have problems because I think you look at you look at Lovren there or Matip or Virgil van Dijk and they're still kind of looking over their shoulder going... Their confidence in their goalkeeper yeah. isn't the best. You know like. what I mean? Like you, like you think about well, it. Well, you heard what Czech said about Karius, didn't you? No. Because I kind of stuck up for the kid, really, yeah. in a lot of ways because I heard about the concussion thing. But che- Courtois said... Sorry, it was Courtois. Yeah, I did say Courtois, didn't mm. I? Um, Courtois said that it was just a kind of a strange time to release that he had a concussion from his people. That like it was another excuse. Like he was like, I've had concussions, it's and I'm still able, like I'm still able to see a ball. Yeah, coming no, at me. I think I think the situation is look. You have to like when you have a howler like that, you have to try and come out in some way to kind of regain some sort of credibility to your keeper and stuff like that. There's no doubt about it, he had a howler, but like it's not the first howler he's had. Mm. So he hasn't had concussions all season, and when he got reinstalled back in there, you got to remember his improvement when he got made number one coincided with Virgil Van Dijk coming in. Yeah. So where we sort of being led along as if it was his improvement because he's now number one, or was it that Virgil Van Dijk came in and gave him the confidence to do a little bit more because Virgil was there? Yeah. So it's hard to work it out. You know what I mean? But I still believe. At a time where Liverpool was winning trophies, we always had good keepers. We had Pepe Reina, we had Jersey Dudek, mm. you know, we had Bruce Gobbler, we had mm. all those really good keepers. And then, you know, David James, David, David James didn't have concussion for the time he was in Liverpool. And we always had problems with him. We've had problems with Mignolet. We had problems with Chris Kirtland. We had, you know, we need to just go and buy a world-class goalkeeper that gives our defence the confidence. They're worth their weight in salt. Well, of course, the, you know what I mean? Like You look at it and you think, look look, look at Man United. What would Man United be without David De Gea? What would Man United have ever been without Peter Schmeichel? You know, Edwin van der Sar. For anyone you know, that wants to give me a abuse over saying worth their weight in salt, 
back in the day, salt was a highly uh, yeah. huge commodity. So, <laughs> but you know what I mean, like, no, I, I I guess, and and they just need to go. They don't need to mess around with the money here to save four or five million here, there, ever. They need to go out and identify either an Allison or an Old Black or whatever it is, and they need to sign that keeper. Today we're talking about Jack Butland. They need the cop on. But again, could Jack Butland be a world-class keeper in a world-class setup, though? No, because he's because that position is so intricate to a world-class setup that he can't be the guy that grows into that. We need to bring what we need to do is we need to bring in like an old black or something like that or whoever they identify as a top goalkeeper. And then if if Carius doesn't come back or it doesn't pan out and he moves on, do you bring a Jack Butland in underneath him? Mm. To learn from him. You don't start Jack Butland, who was like your, your apprentice in that number one position. We did it with Chris Kirtland, it was a disaster. Well you know what I mean? So it's they just gotta go. That's where the money needs to be spent. You know what I mean? Okay, they want to bring in Faker, but like I mean, they have a ton of money to spend. Yeah. They have the Coutinho money, they have the Champions League money, they're after signing another big TV deal, they've got sponsorship money. And then remember they promised Klopp 150 million that he never spent. Mm. So there's loads of money there to spend. There's no shortage of money at Liverpool in terms of spending. They just need to turn around and they need to identify someone and go, how much is it going to take to get him in here? Get him in and be done with it. So Virgil van Dijk is not looking over his shoulder. So Dejan Lovren's not looking over his shoulder. So Joel Matip doesn't go back and he's looking over his shoulder. They have the confidence to know that if anything happens there, the guy between the sticks is the man. Yeah. And once that happens, I think when that happens, I think we will have a lot more success. And that's what I think. I think. I think if you look at, you know, the look at the reasons why we fell down this season and stuff like that. You know, that's where it went wrong, typically. Well, you know? getting on to uh, before we, I suppose, just finish up on the odds that you had kindly put together. Well, I will. Um, I will just mention one thing about my team. Yeah. Um, for any Chelsea fans listening out there, I listen to what's called Blue Lions TV. I do recommend. Um, getting onto it and checking it out on YouTube, because this guy has actually had his sources come on his live Q&A streams that he does. The Q&A streams and the content that he puts together is absolutely brilliant. Um, you can tell he's not just a jar, do you know what I mean? He's a guy who definitely knows his stuff, and he's getting information from the right people, because everything he's saying is actually coming to fruition at the moment. Chelsea are on lockdown mode. You know Chelsea have always been on lockdown mode. You'll hear us being linked with this player and that player, but when you hear the right links, they always generally happen. Um, I think Sarri will more than likely be the next manager, who I'm very, very happy with. Again, it's in it's it's another mould in the type of club football that is the route to go for success. Um, it won't be straight away, but it will be over the course of a year or two. I think our future is in absolutely amazing hands. Not I don't mean with Abramovich and all. I'm talking about the likes of Frank Lampard going to Derby now. You're going to see at least four or five of the, the really good gem kids that we have in the club at the moment getting along to Frank. And I think Frank has also brought in Jody Morris now as his assistant. I think if I was a young player on the cusp of being able to play for a top club in the Premier League, I'd be wanting to go to play on loan with Derby all day long. Um, Abramovich... <coughs> Can you imagine this season if Derby get promoted? Yeah, imagine. Imagine Derby playing Chelsea next season. <coughs> imagine. It would be Chelsea playing <laughs> good young Chelsea. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think Frank is also the perfect guy for the... I, I imagine if Frank brought Derby to the bridge and they turned us over. Imagine. 
Oh, I couldn't. You. I couldn't even be annoyed. Um, I think Frank is the right man to uh, to to be successful in uh, football too. He's got a break, great brain on his shoulders. I think just looking at his press conference. Well, he's a footballing guy. He's a footballing guy, and don't forget the managers he's played under. You know, and everything he's yeah. like, the players he's yeah. played under. Yeah. But I'm hearing that Michael Ballack could be the next director of football, which I think is absolute genius. The amount of contacts he would have, just in terms of, and the amount of players that would want to. Talk to Balak about yeah. coming playing. Yeah. Um, Sarri coming in would be genius. If it's not Sarri, it's Blanc. I still think Blanc is a good manager. Yeah. Very, very underrated attacking football manager. You did kind of um, need a big change, though, didn't you? you we, need the for, we need the big change. for a change. We need like a new start. Exactly, because we've always been that team that's been, you know, the yeah. strong team that's just yeah. able to, you know, we can bash teams Power when through. we want. Power. But at the same time, you remember the Chelsea in the 90s where there was that flair. Yeah. Chelsea played some of the best football in the league. Now we're always finishing fifth and sixth. Yeah. But we always played great football with the Zolas and the Hullets yeah. and the Viales. Now yeah. I think Roman is obviously at the cancel in the stadium purely because of this Theresa May issue. Yeah. Um, she's really pissed on her chips here. With, yeah. with, I mean, a man who's been literally in the country for 14 years, pumping money into the country, mm. employing thousands of people in that London area. Yeah. That London area is a better place because of what Abramovich has done. Yeah. And she's chose a political avenue to make an example. Mm. Um, I think she's really fucked up on that. Mm. And I think a lot of British football fans outside of Chelsea as well believe that she's fucked up as well. Yeah. Um, and it could be a case where Abramovich... Now, I think it showed the richest man in Britain, as you've seen, uh, bid two billion. United fan, all the same. Yeah. But he bid two billion there the other day for Chelsea, and Roman rejected it. Yeah. Because I do believe that if Roman is going to sell the club, it'll be next year. But it won't be just to whoever the highest bidder is. It's to who is going to bring the club forward. Yeah. Depending on the outcome of his visa, or he is just a hundred percent committed and he doesn't want to sell his club. Mm. Um. But either way, I I think this summer I know. Because of this stadium cancellation as well, I know that there's going to be huge money to spend. Hence yeah. why we're getting linked with Lewandowski. I believe there's nearly a 60-plus million bid on the way for Martial as well. Um, I think Martial's a phenomenal player. I think putting him in his right position as a centre-forward, I think you'd see a different player as well. I think it's the but same old argument with us, isn't it? They it's just, they it's just the same. They, it's they very need, similar to need, Liverpool. They need to find clubs that are just gonna, are going to play an attacking style of football uh, and then you'll see the best of these I players. I think if you saw Martial playing in the front line with the likes of a Hazard and your man Bailey, if he's yeah. coming in as well from Leverkusen, or a, or a William, yeah. you'll just see... Or if you had him on the front there, any of the three of Mane, Firmino and Salah, like, you're exactly. Exactly. going to see a totally different player. And I do, so I, I think... Both of our clubs are in that same position now. People can go, oh yeah, he's just talking about his arse, but that's we'll see at the end of the summer. Mm. Um, it's going to be big changes, I think, in yeah. both clubs. Um, I think in well, the, the whole Premier League, Chelsea, the beauty for Chelsea is they're a big enough club and they have the financial power to change things and turn things around and like they can have a bad season and bounce back I mean look it's not inconceivable that Chelsea could go out in the summer now and get Lewandowski get Martial get a couple of other players in and suddenly be up there challenging City again well don't season. forget we finished 10th with Mourinho and then Conte yeah. came in and won the league exactly So and that's typically kind of the swing that happens that's with happening at the moment you know, because you see I think what's happened there with Conte is that he wasn't allowed to buy the players he wanted but they were all 30 odd year old world stars that he wanted to buy yeah the club 
wants yeah. to be able to buy you need a with mix. sell-on value as well. So successful teams is always about the mix. It is about a mix, and I mean, I yeah. think you'll see the likes of the Cahills out. I don't think, I mean, David Louisa here has the ear of uh, Abramovich in a lot of ways as well, so I don't think you'll see him going. I think you might see Cahill going and players like that. Yeah. But anyway, that's enough about air clubs. Yeah. Let's finish off on your odds, because you've actually... Yeah, kindly put a, these together yeah, and actually had a, picked I had out a, a few. Quick, I had a quick look on Paddy Power and I picked out a couple of ones that are interesting in terms of odds and in terms of and and whoever's listening they can they can they can follow these if they want and have a laugh or they can they can bash us about them after the yeah. fact. But one of one of the ones I looked at was no nil nils in the tournament. And I'm thinking this is one of those tournaments in the whole tournament. The whole tournament, no nil nils. It's 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 an interesting bet. That's to a have. very yeah. It's eighty to one. So I mean, throw a tenner on that. I wouldn't go as far as a tenner. But now. think about it. But if I'm you just have thinking, a spare tenner, it's a nice little bet to like to keep you interested. Well, I haven't no heard nil. about this bet, and I'm thinking to myself, if yeah. you have a spare tenner, if yeah. you're a cigarette smoker, yeah. instead of buying that second pack of cigarettes which I am not a cigarette smoker anymore yeah. by the way yeah. but say if you do have a, uh, yeah. a spare tenner that 800 I, euro I just, could I, be your uh, could be your holiday money do you know what it is I just think it's a fun bet it is a very you fun bet I mean? so then I looked then I looked at a, a couple of other ones um, which is interesting what was the other ones I pulled up now um, where is it Cristiano Ronaldo to score at least one direct free kick from outside the box in the tournament is four to one. Is that because generally he doesn't anymore? <laughs> I don't know, but 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 for Portugal, four to one isn't a bad bet you know either. I mean? Again, I think, I think that's a good bet. Would we think that if we assume that Portugal is going to go a decent way in the tournament? For the odds, though, I'd rather put the tenner on the nil nails because I get more. Well, see, the nil nails it's not it's not so much about the return. If I'm looking at that bet, I'm thinking that's a good bet for your tenner because it'll yield your fifty. Yeah, but I'm thinking eight hundred. Ah, yeah, but you're just going all in. I don't think. I don't. I have a feeling there might not be a nil nil now because you're at the same. Yeah. Uh, um, what other one? What other one did I look at now that I thought was interesting? Uh, let me see. England would be the one to have a nil nil, won't they? Uh, possibly, yeah. <laughs> Against uh, Tunisia, Saudi Arabia, Iran, and Panama. All not to score a goal. Ooh. 80 to 1. Mm. That's another. In- that's, yeah, another that's a more interesting that's tenor. An interesting that's a more interesting yeah. tenor. Because, because you're mean, talking about three teams that we would think will be going out in the group stages. So you've only got to get through three clean sheets each. And they're in tough groups. I'm feeling live on the podcast. We should put a fiver in on each of that. Yeah. I owe you a tenor, Noel. How yeah. about I put a tenor on a bit? Of yeah. that for us. Yeah, we do. A, we maybe we do a fiver on each of them or something like that. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, we'll do yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Now there was one other one I was looking at, which I thought was really interesting. Where is it now? Let me see. Thomas Muller. Thomas Muller to outscore Saudi Arabia. Panama, Morocco, and Costa Rica combined, fifty to one. Ooh, I don't know there because Thomas Muller. Apparently, this Timo Werner that um, uh, Bayern have signed is their main striker now. Yeah. So that's what's kind of worrying me. Again, I just thought it was an interesting one. Just what's for it? A bit a- of Eighty to one as well. Fifty to one. I'd like to. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see how. Uh, 
maybe we should check out in the meantime who um, Muller's uh, has where he's been starting. He scores a few goals though, doesn't? Oh no, I know he, he does, but I think is that Werner the main guy now? Like if you think if Thomas Muller, I think Thomas Muller scored a good few goals in the last couple of tournaments, didn't he? He did, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. Where's he been played now though? Mm. But isn't he the always guy? That, isn't he that guy as well that sometimes arrives late and he's always in the right place? He's a new closer, like yeah, yeah. And then the other, the other one I looked at, which was really, really interesting, was Germany and Brazil to win all their group games, and Iran and Panama to lose all their group games. Oh, sixty-six to one. Right. And I thought that's another fun bit. That is a very good one. Yeah. So they're they're the ones I looked at. They're the ones I looked at. There's a, there's a load of them up there on Paddy Power, and I think over the next month you can have a lot of fun with some of them. You I don't necessarily have to go in there and put your wages on Sometimes them. Sometimes you'll you always find those that before the tournament begins yeah. that you'll get the best odds on those kind yeah. of cheeky little... I just think they're fun bets to have. I don't think anyone needs to be putting a week's wages on them. Well, I mean, I even 80 to 1. Say, for example, you wanted to... Uh, say you wanted a weekend out next week. Yeah. You could put 2 euro. Yeah. On the two of them, and you get 160 a hundred and sixty quid. Give you four hundred, like. Well, there you go. Like. But it's just, it's just. I just picked out a couple of fun bets, as I thought they'd be fun to do. And so they're on Paddy Power. They're, they're all on Paddy Power in the World Cup. Only on the session. app, or no, no, no. They're all available there. They're the World Cup specials up there that you can you can do in store and and uh, online. I think tomorrow morning when this drops, you're going to find a lot of people uh, going to Paddy Powers yeah. uh, early. Or a lot of people commenting on the podcast saying that I am absolutely bonkers. Well, I mean, for a fiver to, to bet on, you know, what was the one that you said, that, that one that really interested the me? The nil-nils. Well, the nil-nils, but yeah. then the second 80-1 to one, one as well, there was yeah. um, Panama, Tunisia, and Morocco, or Iran, not to score a goal at all in yeah. the group stages. Yeah. That was 80-1 to one as well. Yeah. I mean, Saudi Arabia, Iran, and Panama, all not Saudi to score a goal, 80-1. to one. Dude. I mean that's worth a f- it's worth at least a fiver. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at that thinking that's a great bet. How is that eighty to one? To me, I'm thinking you know that's I mean? a, that's a tenner. Yeah, like that's a tenner bet. That's eight. So, that eight hundred quid. Imagine it's coming into the summer, and you got your summer holidays planned. That's eight hundred. Qu- imagine you went home to the missus and said, "Listen, baby, that's your ma- week in Spain, and you're spending money nearly." Yeah, yeah. Do you know that's what I mean? Your week in the Canaries. Oh, I'm telling you. Yeah, but no, it's, it's they're just a couple of fun bets, and I, I think I like that. you know it's very easy to go out and go. Okay, you know, Neymar. They had another one up there, but I didn't look at it. it was Na- I can't remember the odds on it, but what was it? It was Neymar. Uh, where is it now? Let me see. Can I find it? It was an interesting one that I seen. Um, Fifty to one for any player to score from inside their own half. Jesus, <laughs> that's an interesting one. Um, but what was what was the one I saying? Uh, it was a, it was an interesting one that I saying. Messi, Kane, and Ronaldo to score twelve or more tournament goals combined is four to one. And then they did have another one up there. People can check it out online. But it was it was David de Gea to win the Golden Glove or whatever they call it, and Neymar to win the Golden Boot. And I think it was like forty to one. Mm. So there's a lot of interesting yeah. things up there. So, well, look, this has been another fun yeah. conversation. Yeah. Um, we're here in the depths <laughs> of yeah. Stephen's Green yeah. when it gets to this time. Which, uh, just in case you are all wondering, this is an early morning. This is nearly eight thirty at night 
on a Wednesday evening in St. Stephen's Green yeah. Shopping Centre when we've got guys on uh, wheelie bins running around pretending to scrub the floor. <laughs> we, uh, we've had another great one, Niall, and I, I, think it's only, uh, I think it's only right that we're probably going to have one again next week at some stage. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll do, do our weekly one. one on the World Cup and we'll do a weekly review on the results and stuff like that and how they went. And we can update on the bets. <laughs> yeah, there's also going to be an announcement soon. Um, I've had contact today that we will have, uh, just to go back to the wrestling, we're going to have Dancing Alex Wright on the podcast soon. Oh, nice. Dancing Alex Wright wants yeah. to come on the show. Um, it's just a matter of timing. Um, he was in contact today, so we're going to have Dancing Alex Wright. Oh, yeah, yeah Dancing he was, he Alex was actually, Wright. He was actually one of the first set of figures, WCW figures we brought into the shop when we yeah. opened. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. That was all sort of LGM ones. He's also, WCW. I'm sure he's got some great stories to tell. He yeah. was uh, Jericho's first ever match in WCW as well. There you go. There you go. So, so pedigree. So on that, until next week, I hope you've had enough um, bullshit for your ear holes. From us two, um, you're going to get a lot more next week as well. And uh, until then, bet safe, but bet smart. Go with that tenor bet like I just mentioned. Have fun. Have fun. And enjoy the World Cup. Dynamo and Hogan, over and out.